Oh, 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 oh. oh my goodness. Hey, Mike, can you hear this? You can. The best show is live on another Tuesday night. And we have an exciting episode for you tonight. Everything you could possibly ask for from the best show. We got Martin Courtney here. He's going to play music live. You know him. The dude from real estate. He's got a solo album out. Comes out Friday. We got Gail Bennington from uh, Bennington, the radio show Bennington. That's actually on the radio. Not like this hybrid stuff. And we've got fun and surprises. And the show is now underway. But let me tell you first. My friends, did you know that Nathan For You season uh, three? Is it season three? Yes. Season three is underway. Uh, my favorite show on television. Nathan Fielder was on the show last week. He's so funny. The episodes have been so great. The new season continues on Comedy Central. Nathan Fielder's the guy who brought you dumb Starbucks and Pig, Save Go- Pig Saves Goat. And he's back with even more outlandish ideas to help small businesses. This is his most ambitious season yet. You gotta see it to believe it. Nathan for you airs on Comedy Central Thursdays at 10, 9 Central or anytime on the Comedy Central app. And now, with that, I tell you now, it is official. The best show featuring Tom Sharpling, me, is now underway and can begin right now. Why does it do that now? Feels a thunder when that happens.
right, I said. God's sake, I said all right. My friends, welcome to the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of tonight's installment. And boy, do we have an exciting show for you tonight. We got Martin Courtney from Real Estate. We got Gail Bennington from Bennington. We got other stuff, right? Mike's here still? Yes? You're here? Good. Tell you, you got to see how this guy rolled in. Funniest thing I ever saw in my life. I'm out on the sidewalk in our undisclosed location, and I see this guy walking down the street holding a television that. What show? What? I'm trying to think. What do you think the first show that was watched on that television might have been? The first show. Make Room for Daddy? Like a new episode of Make Room for Daddy? The Dumont Network? Whatever they were? Yeah. You would watch the... uh, There's a new show coming out called Mr. Ed. Get ready. So this guy... Because he's got Mets fever. Just like every other bandwagon jumper in this area. Mets fever. So he brings his TV in because he's like, I want to watch, I want to watch the TV while the, the game's on. And I don't want to miss anything with the best show, but I don't want to miss uh, the TV. So he's, he's setting this thing up with every antenna, like rabbit ears. It's like, didn't you hear about that thing 12 years ago when they stopped, that stopped working? That type of television? When? Yeah. But it did not occur to you that you didn't have to bring it out of the car because I wouldn't be currently making fun of you about that. Some special vibrations. What's some Mets magic? You thought... What, you, you, you thought uh, Matt Harvey was going to show up with a magic wand and touch your TV? Suddenly you would play like a flat screen? And I put a picture on, on Instagram of Mike tuning in this TV. If that's not bad enough, he goes into the, to the, uh, the water closet. And he comes out head to toe in Mets gear. You'd think he was a third... I thought he was a third base coach for a second. I was like, wait, shouldn't you be at the game, third base coach? That's the other thing that's embarrassing about baseball, is how um, these guys... uh, Oh, hold on one second. I think this is the guy with the pizza. Hello? You're outside? Okay. Can someone see about the pizza, please? Pat's on it. Pat's doing everything tonight, man. But here's the thing with this baseball. Like, you look at a, you look at a, a basketball, for example. I'm not saying the NBA is better than baseball, but it, it is in every possible way. And everybody knows that. And the only people who don't are crypto racists who are still holding on to some 50s ideal that 
some amorphous blob of a sport. Not judged by a clock is somehow superior. Um, but a coach in, in the NBA wears a, a, a he wears a, a suit. A coach in, in football, they have to wear, uh, they're, that's embarrassing in its own right. They have to dress like it's, they're dressed like a Dick Sporting Goods exploded. Wearing their own team gear. Like, they, they might as well be more, they might as well have a web, a URL on their dumb team sweatshirts. Used to be, it's like, like that guy Vince Lombardo, Lombardi, Walk the lines in a suit and stuff. And then some coach recently was like, I want to wear a suit too. And they're just like, no, you need to be head to toe in merch, basically. They did not let him. So that's, that's questionable. But, but only baseball is a, is a sport where you have guys in their sixties and seventies dressed as if they're like it's Halloween and they're going out as a baseball player. Like with like a lumpy, saggy version of a baseball player uniform. And I'm dressed just like the the 24-year-olds. But I'm super out of shape. And, but I'm wearing my own costume. So Mike shows up dressed like one of these guys, head to toe. He's got chaw in his mouth. Actual chaw. Not sunflower seeds. Chaw. But he's got Mets fever, man. I don't know. It's bad news if these Mets win. That'll be all-time levels of arrogance through this era. I think these Mets fans secretly know the best thing that can happen is if the Royals win. That it's just, it's meant, it's just, it's just like, look, I would have liked to have seen the Mets win, but it's, you're right, it's more right if the Royals win. The Mets just tied it up, Mike said, so... Music. Well, we heard music there. Hmm. New on Goner Records. Shadow in the Cracks is the name of this band. So good. Their album just came out. It is self-titled on Goner Records. The finest label that Memphis, Tennessee has to offer the world. The name of the song was 800 Meters. Gotta love it. So good. So good. Yeah, these Mets fans gotta calm down. And they know it, too. That's the other thing. They know. They know they're playing with house money. They're in full Felix Unger mode. Writing checks they can't cash yet. Look, Yankee fans are obnoxious in their own way. The imperious... That they're always winners, right? They walk around like they're oh, they oh, I always win. I'm a Yankee fan. Anything less than a championship is a disappointment. But these Met fans, it's like it's like the it's like uh, the scratch off lottery ticket of baseball teams. Oh, come on, come on, just give me the number. Scratch, 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 scratch. Oh, I won, I won five dollars. I won. Then they scratch off and they win 20. Next thing you know, they're they're strutting around the bodega. Yeah, how much is that coconut water? Y'all get two of them. How much is a, is a juice? 
Now get a large uh, carrot, orange, uh, and throw some ginger in while you're at it, my good man. Also in the news, I told the AV Club not to write about the best show, the Podmas. I warned them last week that I have teed up with my lawyer an 80, 80, 80, not 18, 80, an $80 million lawsuit if they ever review or mention the best show again. And they did. They couldn't resist. Oh, by the way, the phone number is 201-332-3484. Quiet phones right now. Quiet phones. Not sure what it is. Two zero one, three, three two three four eight four. What was I saying, Mike? Oh, AV Club, of course, of course. Got this lawsuit teed up. They think they're, hey, we're gonna write about it. We'll see you in court. Well, you are gonna see me in court. This is not a comedy routine. I'm suing the AV Club for eighty million dollars. I warned them not to review the best show. It will be best show v AV Club, comma, Dan Fischette, comma, Todd Vanderwerf, Marah Eakins, and the whole group. I'll, I'll sue all of them. Sean O'Neill, that guy, that crab apple. You're all, you, you've been warned. I'll see you in court. I'll own the AV Club. Be the, my, I'll make Mike, it'll be called the AP Club, AP Mike. You want to run it, Mike, when we own it? Sounds good. Who's good here, Mike? One, and the topic tonight, by the way, which is the hashtag as well on your social media, best show, bad themes. What does that mean? Well, what is a good TV show with a bad theme? Oh, there's so many. What? I want to... So many good shows have just the worst theme songs you've ever heard. We'll talk about what yours is. Shortly. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, I'm a Lance Bob. How you doing? Bob, Bob, Tom Shannon really rocked because of him putting Avalanche on the air. Snowboard's kicking out everywhere. How you doing? Avalanche Bob, the dramatic return. Hey man, how are you? It's good. Uh, hey, thank you so much. Can you turn your TV you? up a little bit? I I I can still oh, hear yeah. you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because of you and uh, Kid Chris in Cincinnati mm-hmm. playing my music. Uh, it's not the greatest yet, but I've got a new band called Avalanche Bob and Snowboard Moguls. And uh, you know Kevin Klein, the actor, his son uh, Owen is in my band. Kevin Klein, the actor, yeah, the Kevin actor. Klein from. Uh-huh. The and guy Owen from my band. He was in yeah. what movies now, Kevin Klein? Oh, geez. Uh, a fish just, called Wanda. Right? Ricky and the Flash. He was in, oh, he was in Ricky and the Flash? Yeah, remember? I can't get tickets to that. I've tried to get tickets to see uh, Ricky and yeah, the Flash. Yeah, And, uh, with, uh, with, um, uh, what's your call? Yeah, Street. Uh, yeah, yeah. man, thanks so much. Uh, of course. We're getting, we're getting some bookings mm-hmm. and, uh, I, we did a show with the J.B. Urban. Hasn't been released yet. Can I just ask one uh, thing? Does uh, does does Kevin Klein know his son is in this band? 
Oh yeah! In fact, uh, the other night we had a karaoke party. Uh-huh. I was singing with I was singing with them at a karaoke party. Karaoke then, uh, party. What songs do you do at karaoke? Oh, we did all kinds of songs. We did um, Elvis. We did uh, what Elvis song? What Elvis song? Ah, uh, let's see. Uh, Raised on Rock. You ever hear that song? Raised with me. You ever hear that song? Raised yeah. on Rock by Elvis. Seventy-five. Lo- yeah. Worst song. Elvis he did. is one of my inspirations, man. Yeah. I, I wrote a song with him doing a snowboarding song if he was alive. Today. So it'd be Elvis snowboarding. Because for people who don't know Avalanche Bob, you are a a, a recording artist. You you do songs that are kind of a, a a rockabilly punk rock snowboarding hybrid. Yeah, it, it, it's a new, completely new music. It's never mm-hmm. been around. It's, yeah. it's uh, I've created a whole new music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've updated the old to the twenty first century mm-hmm. and uh, beyond. And uh, let's hear a little bit. Do you mind? Can you give us a good yodel, oh, Avalanche yeah. Bob? Get it up! Rockin' to the music, snowboard rock, shaking out there, we're never gonna see. Not fair, rockin' with a snowboard queen. Rockin' to the punk of the lady and bop, rockin' to the music, snowboard rock, shaking out the lady and the rendy bop, bop, shaking it on the lady, on the lady, bop, shaking on the lady, on the lady, bop. This is the age of snowboard rock, rockin' to the lady, on the lady, bop, rockin' to the lady, on the lady, bop, rockin' to the lady, 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 rockin' to the I don't know. I'm sorry about that. I don't know. I heard something different. Somebody said something in the back. It distracted me. Um, you, Avalanche Bob, where can people get your music or, or see you live? Where, where, well, where? We'll be do- we're going to be doing some shows. I, I'm not sure yet. Uh, they're coming up. Um, you can go to avalanchebob33.com and see my older music mm-hmm. and uh, my things from the past and uh, the snowboarding songs I did in the past without the band. And uh, maybe try to get Chris, if you can get WBN Radio Kid Chris with some music on there. Kid Chris, who's Kid Chris? WBN Cincinnati DJ. Cincinnati? I don't know yeah. anything about Cincinnati Avalanche, oh. Bob. Well, he he called me one day and put me on the air in Cincinnati mm-hmm. with my songs and stuff. Now, Avalanche, Bob, do you have any sort of Mets themed? Uh, uh, yodel you can do for all the Mets fans who are, who are watching the World Series and for guys like AP Mike who uh, there's a guy who screens calls for this show and he's the associate producer and I don't think he'd well, mind me telling well, they're going to meet the test well, let me just finish Mets this are the best. they're going to meet the test they're the best they're going to take the series don't you know go Mets go there you go Go Mets, go. Go! I think I'm rooting for the Royals now. You just convinced me. Because <laughs> um, guys like AP Mike, as I was saying before you started yodeling, um, they don't have much. They have they they root for the Mets and they sit there in their and watching their their TV with their rabbit ears and their. Mm. tuning it in, and they they. But how about those tickets? They're so freaking expensive, man. Yeah. So you ought to give the fans a break, man, you know? To let them into the game, right? Right. You know it what I say terrible. when I see a thing like that? I'm like, where's the real game, right? That's I go outside. Game, man. 
I have good tickets. I have I have tickets right behind home plate for uh, Game Three at Shea Stadium. Good, you can afford them. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's that? Shea Stadium play at Shea Stadium anymore? Oh no! Someone ripped me off. <laughs> now Billy Joel is singing the national anthem at this game, this Game Three, which is enough uh, that that should make people switch to the Royals. The idea that. <laughs> do you have an anti Billy Joel yodel you could do? Uh, anti Julie Joe? Yeah. Um, if you don't, don't worry. Don't worry. No, if you don't. not really. Okay. I can't think of anything. All right. Well, don't look. Avalanche Bob. People can go to your website, check it out, and uh, we'll we'll uh, please call soon. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for a lot. Go. Hey, I'm Hey, Tom Shannon. You really go, man. Thanks. That's great. You Thank t- you so you take much. Care. Oh, you have a great night. Take care, man. Bye. Bye. Right now, Kevin Klein is renting a van and putting a team of people together to uh, Operation Rescue My Son. He's going to roll in at an Avalanche Bob show. Guy's just going to grab his son, throw him in the back of the van. Oh, best show you're on the air. Yes, yes, hi, is this me? It is you. What's up? Not much. Uh, this is Mike. Why are you calling? Best show. Best show. You're on the air. You're up next. Hey, Tom. Hey, what's up? Hey, um, this is Nick from Portland, and I have something for the topic. Newt? Like Newt Rockney? No, Nick. Nick. Okay. Yeah. Nobody's named Newt anymore, right? Like like Newt Rockney. K-N-U-T-E. I've never met a newt before. Me neither. What do you have for the topic, which is the best TV shows with the worst themes? Um, so there are a few that sprung to mind immediately. Um, the first one is 30 Rock. I got to say, it's a pretty terrible theme. It's like this weird jazz thing, and it sort of permeates the whole show. It's not just the theme song. Oh, look, I think the music works through the show. I'm just not nuts about that opening theme. It's like, well, I feel like I'm trapped in a, a department store in the 50s with that theme. <laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. You're done. Best show. You're on the air. Hey, Tom. Hey. What's up? Hey. This is Rich from Philadelphia. Rich from Philadelphia. What part of Philadelphia are you in? Uh, I'm in South Philadelphia. So oh, that's rough stuff, man. That's where you guys park. Now, that's North Philly where you guys park in the middle of the road. Uh, I don't doubt it happens there, but it also happens in South Philadelphia. Who decided that just the lane in the middle of the street was a parking spot? Uh, and who was the, who was the first cop to go, yeah, don't write those guys tickets. They're scary. We can't. (laughs) Like, cause you know, they got tickets every day. And then finally one cop came back to the police station. Yeah. Just, uh, let them park there. You just gotta let them park there. They, they, it's gonna be bad if we write them tickets every day. I mean, it, it seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, to park in the middle of the road, it's reasonable unless you're driving a car. In I mean, it's, it's sectioned off. I don't know. I don't have a car, so. All right. What 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 can I do for you tonight, Chief? Um. Well, I had one for the topic. Where do you theme got? Songs? What do you got? Uh, well, this is a little bittersweet because I like this show, but uh, I think the Fraser theme song is pretty bad, right? Yeah, it's the worst. 
Yeah. I mean the the so closing credits. Yeah. What's the right. opening theme to Frasier? Does it just say just, just says Frasier, right? Yeah, and it's like the little do 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 thing. Yeah. I think the common theme through a lot of these theme, these TV shows is going to be jazz, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I'd like to uh, listen to some cool jazz right before I laugh. I just like 30 seconds, a 30-second burst of jazz, and then puts me in a good mood to laugh. But the closing credits of, of Frasier, that's easily the worst closing credits. Mm-hmm. Because it's that, hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. It's, it's, and it's Kelsey Grammer singing it. Yeah. It's... Thank God Dudio's not here because I never hear the end of that. He loves Kelsey Grammer. Yeah. Well, why did he love Kelsey Grammer so much? He just, he's just into it. He just, he's on board. He's drinking the, the, the Kool-Aid. I mean, I, I mean, have you ever checked out his Wikipedia page? No. Why would I do that? He's, I mean, he's had a pretty, he's had, I think he's had a pretty rough, Life. Oh, if you look at his personal what, what history, counselor here. I can't do anything about it. Guy shows up on my TV. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, I I, I kind of like. You don't think show. I've had a hard life? You don't I think mean, I've had a hard life? Dude, Tom, I know, I know you've had it hard. Oh, I tell you, I tell the story. You guys are gonna ball your eyes out when I finally tell the story. You're not gonna know what to do with yourselves. You're gonna be. How did this guy make us laugh once, let alone thousands of times, right? What's the story? You're be like, why and and why don't we make him laugh in return? Why do we do not not do anything for him? He has to go out scrounging for laughs like a like a like a street urchin, right? I got my face pressed against the bakery window. Maybe you just need some uh, tossed salad and scrambled eggs, you know? Oh, shut up. That was actually funny. I got a... It's like the gift of the Magi. I hung up on him. Well, that's not like the gift of the Magi at all. My friends, do you know about... Howell? Do you know about Howl.fm? Well, I'm going to tell you about it because today's best show is sponsored by Howl.fm. Howl is a brand new app and website that changes the way you think about podcasts. Now with Howl Premium, you get exclusive access to dozens of original miniseries, audio, documentaries, and comedy albums. You get all the archives from WTF with Mark Marin and all the Earwolf shows like Comedy Bang Bang or How Did This Get Made? Get all of them on that thing. That's not all. They've got original miniseries you can get. You can't get them anywhere else except Howl.fm. Right? They got, uh, the, you know, Super Ego, how funny Super Ego is? Forgotten Classics is the new Super Ego show. On each episode, the Super Ego team improvises a famous work of fiction that they are not at all familiar with. They'll only be given the book's title, its first and last lines, and the name of the characters. The rest is up to them. That sounds like um, uh, it'll be funny. Super Ego's funny. Or join the Sklar brothers in finding the funny as they travel the country trying to find out what makes each city funny. 
Their first stop is Buffalo. And in their quest, they will get help from locals while they eat as many buffalo wings as they possibly can. The Sklar brothers know it's good for them. They'll get one of those weird junk sandwiches they have up there with the thing where they just pile everything on it. But this is not... We are not here to talk about the cuisine of Buffalo. We are here to talk about Howl.fm. Now, my friends, you get access to all this exclusive content on your iPhone, your Android phone, and on the web for only $4.99 a month. And with promo code TOM, that's me, Tom, T-O-M, Tom, you get a full month of free trial. A full month of free trial. Not a full of month free trial. Full month of free trial. Promo code TOM. To redeem that promo code, what do you do? Oh, it's so simple. This is what you do. You make sure you create your account on the web at Howell.fm and enter code TOM, T-O-M, at checkout. Go to Howell.fm, that's H-O-W-L dot F-M, and use promo code T-O-M, TOM, for one month of free trial for Howell Premium. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Your season-long fantasy football team may be going strong, but you don't have to wait until week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test each week. This season at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. With one-week fantasy, there are no season-long commitments. Got an injured player? No problem. It's like a new season every week and you're not stuck with the same players. And get this, DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. That means you could turn your love of football into a payday of a lifetime. So just pick your players, pile up the points, and pick up your cash. That's it. Believe me, you have never experienced football like this before. It's not fantasy as usual. It's DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. So go over to DraftKings.com now. Use promo code BEST and play for free with your first deposit in this Sunday's $1 million fantasy football contest, where first place takes home hundred grand. Enter BEST, B-E-S-T, for free entry now. Only at DraftKings.com, DraftKings.com, DraftKings.com. Best show, you're on the air. Is this me? It is you. What's up, Chief? Hey, this is Nathan from Blacksburg, Virginia. Nathan from Blacksburg, Virginia. What's up, Nathan? Hey. I was watching the game for a bit, but got pretty bored. Yeah, because it's baseball. It's boring. What uh, <laughs> What was happening in it? Um, Somebody got pitches, struck out. Some, some swings. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a dog in this fight. So. Who's in the lead? Uh, it's still tied up. I think last time I checked in, but that was what's it tied one one. It was now one, it's, one. What is it now? It's one one. Oh no boy! 
These baseball fans, they'll be the first ones to go, you suck, you're so boring. Then meanwhile, but when they get a 1-1 game, they're like, oh, it's a pitcher's duel. <laughs> pitcher's duel. The only good thing America's about baseball, you know, Amer- America's game. <laughs> death to America. If that's America's game, death to America. That's what I say. Bring it all down. Might be time for a new start, right? Let's get something new sure, going here. New country. Gorched earth. What's that? Gorched earth. Gorched earth? What, do you want the gorch to? <laughs> the gorch, yeah, that's right. Gorched earth policy. I like that. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Best show, you're on the air. Hi, this is Julia from Texas. Julia from Texas. What part of Texas are you from, Julia? I live in Fort Worth. Fort Worth, which is near Dallas. Yes. How are things in Fort Worth tonight? It's great. I wanted to tell you my answer for your topic. What is the answer? Justified. Oh, that's a pretty bad one. What is that? Like that guy Everclear? No, Everla what was that dude's name? I don't think it's him. But it sounds like it's like a knockoff of that guy. Right? You know that song yeah. on the, the theme mic for for Justified? It's terrible. I watch episodes of Justified on on uh, on uh, on uh, my DVDs, right? And I have a contest to see if I can fast forward without hearing one second of the theme, and yeah. I'm pretty good at it. I hear like you hear that first, and if I hear, then I lose, and I I have to run ten blocks around the neighborhood. The genre is gangsta grass. That's who did it? Gangsta Grass? No, that's the type of music it's called. Yeah, I don't want any. I'm keeping <laughs> off that grass, right? Yes. Keep off the grass if that's the grass. That's what I say. Thank you for the call. Yeah, thank you. Good call, good call. Everyone's having fun tonight. Everyone's having fun. You having fun, Mike? Mike's having fun. One to one, huh? Real pitcher's duel, huh? Who's pitching tonight, Mike? Matt Harvey on the mound. The Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. What music does he come out to? Would be some cool pitcher entrance music, right? Be pretty cool. One week by Bare Naked Ladies, right? It's been one week since you looked at me. Crock my head to the side and said I'm crazy. Five days since you looked at me. Right? Hold me and I watch your hoodwink. And he just like rides the moment to see how long he can make people listen to I summon fish to the dish because I like the shelly swiss because it never just never touch a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes. Big like a Leanne rhymes because I'm all about value, right? Bert Camphor's got the mad hits. You try to match wits. You try to hold me, but I bust through. I think that dude listens to the show. The, the, the one guy who's not in the Bare Naked Ladies anymore. He's welcome to call in. I would talk to that guy. The dude from the Bare Naked Ladies. Steven. I think his name was Steven. Please call in. 
ex bare naked lady. Best show, you're on the air. I found it. I'm sorry? I found it. You found it? You found what? The New Bridge Wall. Oh, no. Is this Darren? Yes. I found it. Is this the greatest news of all time or what? Oh. You you actually found it? I did, yes. Well, where did you find it? In the woods just behind Old Man Mitchell's semi-convenience store. beside myself, Tom. This is incredible. I mean, to think that we, as 13-year-old boys, had the vision and the creativity to write and record our own version of Pink Floyd's The Wall. I mean, it's astounding. Oh, Darren. Darren, you, you found the tape? Yes. Is it, is it, is it all decayed? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, whoever... Whoever stole the tape and the, and the lyric sheets and your sketchbook of, of staging ideas, they really didn't want anyone to find this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. They didn't. Man, we were so heartbroken that they, that stuff disappeared in 1984. Remember how bad we felt? Yeah, I remember. We sure were disappointed when we couldn't find any of it. But man, thank God, I never gave up on my 30-year search to find it. Like I said, man, whoever did this really didn't want this thing found or or the tape ever played again. This thing was violently thrown in the ground to rot and never be seen or heard again. The crazy perp who did this, Tom, Mm -hmm. they also poured bleach into the hole. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So... So it's like it's on, but if it's like that ruined and had bleach all over it and and smashed and stuff, it's 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 unplayable, right? It sure was, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Wow. Until I until I had it restored. No, <laughs> what? I had it restored. You had it restored. I did. Yes, yes. I took the tape of that audiophile guy, um, Heinrich, and he was able to restore it. It, it cost a fortune, but it was totally worth it. It was $13,000. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. Now, I'll tell you something else. It sounds better than ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the best, man. I can't wait to hear it on the show tonight. On uh, um, what show? The best show. <laughs> Darren, I've known you for a long time. We work together over a consolidated cardboard. I would think you know me long enough to know there's no way in hell I'm playing that on the show tonight. Oh, I know. Well, what do you mean, I know? Well, I knew you'd be too shy to play it yourself, so I'm going to play it. Uh-huh. Well, no, no. You're, there's no way I'm letting you play it over the phone. Oh, don't worry. I'm not going to play it over the phone. <laughs> I'm going to play it over the best show soundboard. Why? Wait, what? What? You're going to play it? How How could you play it over the best show soundboard? Playlist enforcer. 
Playlist Enforcer. What is Playlist Enforcer? Oh, you don't know about this? No, I don't know oh. what that is. It's this great new app that Kern Digifund just came out with. It, it allows you to override someone else's iPod or stereo system and play the cool music of your choice on those things. It comes with those new Beats by Kern headphones that everyone's buying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Darren, um, I just got to say, there's no way I'm going to let you play this over these airwaves for the show. I mean... I have not heard that stuff in 30 years, and we're not going to... Wait, what is that? We don't need no social studies. We don't need no algebra. No I don't want you to play another one. No, come on. Here it comes. Here here it comes. In five. No. Four. This is not going to work. Three. My board. Two. One.
I mean, and you potted. How are you potting it down when you have? How are you? Con- you're controlling the board, and then you're pot. Yeah, playlist enforcer allows you to do that. It's great. Uh huh. Okay. But let's talk about the song. Oh my god, it's so much more intense than the original. Uh huh. Oh my god, I'll tell you, man, you totally nailed that incredibly tense, one of a kind relationship between you and your older brother. Oh, my God. Man, did he know that your Achilles heel was those wacky packages. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And I'll tell you, man, and even though Tram was, was angry at you for not letting him play sax on that one, mm-hmm. his wailing the F out of that vibra slap totally takes that to a new level, right? Oh, it's just, I, I, can't, I never thought I would hear it again. I know, right? Oh. It's so blessed. Oh. <laughs> Oh man, wait till you hear just, this next one. What? It's so good. No, it, no it's more. Real, it, it, it's like, it's a total rocker. In in uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, here we go. Five. No. Four. It's not going to happen. Three, two, one.
utter madness. Oh, my God, Tom, what a rocker that was. Oh, oh. <laughs> man, I'm sorry to laugh at this, but, oh, my God, did you hate Troy Detweiler? You were so jealous of him when he started dating Winifred Larson. Uh-huh. Do you remember? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, oh I remember, Darren. I remember right? all this. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, man. You earned massive points with every guy in our school. Because I still can't believe you did this. That You had the stones to throw a balloon full of Pepto-Bismol at Troy Detweiler the moment he was getting his glass picture taken. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't let him retake it. And uh-huh. that was the picture. That was the picture they had to use when he was rumored to have been eaten alive by that quad-footed doodle boop mm-hmm. in 1985. Remember that when he went in the, in the Newbridge Forest? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember all of this. I remember. I just uh, this is just taking me back, Darren. It's quite a it's quite a journey down yeah. memory lane, isn't it? And I have to say, I'm still thrown by that you are using some some software that controls my hard board here in the studio it's great isn't it it's not well i i are we done oh no no Uh but you know who was done who who brian dennis remember that yes that was the last recording that he 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 did with us Uh uh-huh man i'll never forget the sight of him storming off after you told him he couldn't wear white parachute pants uh a purple headband and those sleeveless chess king shirts and our photos anymore because because that was your look. Well, you know, it's hard coming up with a look, and even though that look might not exactly be the the coolest look, it, I thought it was mine. And then yeah. he showed up. You know, it's Brian true. was dressed just like I. You like were to... you were on that on that on that uh, that motto of Little Stevens even before he said it, right? Uh, if you don't have a look, get one. That's right. Yeah, I've always felt that. I have too. You know what I feel right now? What? We got to hear more. I don't want to oh, hear. Oh yeah, more. here it comes. No, no, no. Oh, this is this, this might be the best one yet. Five. No. Well, I just pulled the four, plug, so it's not going to happen. Two, uh-huh. one. No, it's not happening. Oh, it's happening. Oh no. Step uncle, do you think they'll nuke New Bridge? Uh-huh. Oh, it makes really me tear. Yeah. Oh, I I agree. I, you know, Tom, I I'm kind of crying over here also. I don't I don't blame you. You put your heart and soul into that. And I, I'll tell you, you've done a lot of cool things in your life. Oh, thank you. But man, that thing that we just heard, 
that's the greatest thing you've ever been involved in, Tom. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. I know I, it's true. Just, you know what else is true? What? We were lucky to get a young Dave uh, uh, Sabo to play guitar with us on the, on that one. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, he went on to a great career in Skid Row, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, we all know where he got to start, right? Yeah, yeah, with with us playing our interpretation of the wall. <laughs> we rewrote that thing. Yeah, we we sure did. We sure, you know yeah. what else? What? We sure did. What? We sure, we sure did a whole album. We're going to hear more of it right now. We're not. Six. Five. It's not. Four. Please don't happen. Three. No, please. Two. Please. One. No. Oh. I am just a new boy. Stranger in. Thanks. You don't think so? I I don't know. It sounds. I was not exactly on the tempo. You were great, and I'll tell you one thing. I what? know you didn't want to do it, but you really should have tried out for that cool local band, Funkin' Go Nuts. Mm-hmm. That time they were looking for a new a new slap bassist. Uh-huh. You could have done it. You well, could have done it. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could have, Darren. I can hear listening to that. I had certain elements were in okay shape, and other things I was not so good at. Oh, man. Like, like... The way you held that Rick bass really high. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's funny, because the only person who holds 
a guitar that high now is uh is uh John Dwyer from the OCs and well, he holds I, it over his head now, doesn't he? He it went I didn't see the last time I saw it he had it I couldn't see his mouth. Yeah. But now he's his own thing. He 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 owns it, right? Mm-hmm. I, everybody's got their own thing, and I guess I had my own thing then. Yeah, you, we did. We had a, a really good thing, but it's a shame we couldn't keep the band together. Hmm. By the time we recorded that, uh, as, as you'll recall, Snake quit, and well, let's face it, you were such a stern ta- task master that uh, we couldn't get anyone else to play guitar or keyboards. All the local musicians were calling you Pole Prague. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like you, like you were the pole pot of prog rock. Yeah, no, no, I remember. Oh, I remember. But uh, I just, I had ideas and thought the band could be a certain mm-hmm. way, and just someone's got to take the reins on it, right? I know, but it felt like you, you know, you took the reins and you kind of, you know, you kind of shoved them down your pants where no one else could get them except for you. So. You know, unfortunately, the rest of the album was just drums, bass, and vocals. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it was good. You know, as, as you'll hear when I play the rest of the album in its entirety without interruption right now. No, I can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I, please, please, Darren, no more. What? No. no why? Uh, no, oh, please. My my skin is crawling. Please. Oh, no, don't. me too. I've got total goosebumps. No, that, that's not. Having goosebumps is means you're excited about it when your skin is crawling that's like the opposite of having goosebumps it wait really yes oh my god okay well that explains why my first wife was so furious at me on our wedding day because in our vows i said that she made my skin crawl yeah that would i can see why she'd be mad yeah. Oh my God! Her dad was so angry. He threw a, a, a balloon full of Pepto Bismol in my face right before they took the wedding pictures. That seems to be like a thing. I didn't real. I did it. Yeah. Um. Who your 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 father-in-law did it? Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah, before well, your wedding pictures. Yep. Odd, odd for an adult to do that to a, to a young man, right? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was a thing. I, th- I thought it was like a, a thing that was like a, the folly of, of youth. You fill a, a balloon with Pepto-Bismol and you kind of whip it at someone. Yeah. Maybe it's something that the, the older generation came up with. Like maybe, uh, you know, maybe they... They were throwing those at each other in the trenches. You know, the Jerry's were throwing them at us, and we were throwing them at the Jerry's. Mm-hmm. Maybe. The Jerry's? Yeah. What's that? The Germans. Oh, the Ger- Okay. I didn't yeah. know. I know you love your history. Darling. I sure do. Yeah. Sure do. Wow, I'm getting a dose of history tonight. My- uh, and you're going to get more. <laughs> oh, yeah. please. So um, let's play. Um, all right, here's, here's Bring the Boys Back Home, okay? Oh, Darren, please stop. Please. You don't want to hear it, really? No, Darren, this whole thing, it's not good. Are you crazy? It's great! And I'll tell you one thing, man. This could have been our ticket out of this dead-end dump of a death camp. The new bridge wall never got the shot it deserved because of you. Me? Because of me? Yes, yes. My dad pulled so many strings to get John Sher to, to get us that meeting with Roger Waters that day backstage at the Meadowlands on the Pros and Cons tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. And you dropped every ball imaginable. 
and you pulled a choke job the likes of which has never been seen before nor since. I know that's quite a sentence, but I mean it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Well, Darren, can I just ask, uh, do you have any actual recollection of what happened in that room? Of course I do. We played him that tape, and he loved it. <laughs> he, uh, what are you talking about? Are you What? I'll never forget the, the look of pure speechless joy on Roger Waters' face as he listened to that thing. It, it, I think it's, it's definitely one of my most treasured memories ever. It's right up there with the time I found that small bag of cocaine on the floor at McDonald's. Uh-huh. Well, Darren, yeah. I sorry to be the, the one to break this to you, but that was not joy on Roger Waters' face. That he was doing everything he could to not to stifle his laughter from what no he wasn't you adam hart dummy yeah no he, he loved it he he was he was he was trying to not lose it in our face that's why partway through waiting to the what was it, it was waiting for the worms waiting for the worms yeah, yeah waiting yeah remember he stopped the tape and he was he asked if he was on candid camera do you remember that of course i do all the time back then. It was like saying, I don't know, where's the beef? Or, uh, where are they? You know, when you got some donuts in front of you. Or, you know, uh, this boat needs to be way bigger, my man. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no. That's not what they didn't. Um, they did not say that when ugh, it was. There's How can you not remember that he actually started, like, Tearing the room backstage apart, looking for a hidden camera. Well, I, I tell you, you ruined any vibe or any possible chance for that to go right, because you told him, yes, in fact, he was on candid camera. Uh, well, I, I panicked. I got so uncomfortable in that moment. I, I said, when he was like, "Am I? are we on candid camera? I was like, y yes, you are, sir. I, I, that was uh, uh, look. I'll tell you, anyone who thinks asking Patty Smith about humble pie in that elevator is the weirdest thing you've ever done should have been in that dressing room that day in 1984 because that was crazy. Mm -hmm. You you told him Alan Funt was going to be coming in any second and that you needed to go out to the production truck and, and get a release form to him to sign. And you left the room, and you never came back. Uh-huh, uh -huh. yeah. Da I mean, Darren, we were in a room with a, a guy who was one of our my heroes, or one of our heroes, and he's as big a rock star as you could possibly be, and he's straight up laughing at us. I was so mortified in that, in that moment that, yeah, I, I made up something about a... A clearance form or production form, and I I just walked back to Newbridge, on the turnpike. It was then that was frightening to do because I was just on that narrow strip, oh, from falling down a hill, right? And it's like I must have gotten blown off that thing at least twenty times when those like tractor trailers, those like semis are just rolling down and they create this like gust of force of wind i must have got blown off the road 20 times oh it's terrifying 
Is that why you were so afraid to drive on the turnpike all those years? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why you kept calling it the devil's blowy road. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, that, that's why. It was traumatic. Oh. And I got to say, it's almost as traumatic as what just happened, me hearing these songs 30 years later. But, but Tom, this stuff is great. I, I can't believe you're acting like you don't like it now. You seemed so into it back then, and when we were writing and recording all that stuff, it, it was like I was David Gilmore and you were Roger Waters. And I'll tell you, man, I, I may have sung all those songs, but you were the idea, man. Darren, I, I don't know what that was that we were doing then, but I was... I don't know. I was not Roger Waters, and you were not David Gilmore. You were a genius. I mean, I mean, sure, all kids of our age back in the early 80s could totally identify with dark, disturbing songs about an English boy growing up in the 1940s whose father was killed by the Germans in World War II. But you reshaped those songs to make them reflect our lives and, and, and I don't know, the, the pain – and the the exhilaration of growing up in Newbridge, you know, real issues that we had to deal with, like, uh, I don't know, like, who was going to see Jaws 3 first, or would the Burger King be out of hot apple pies by the time we got out of roller disco class, that sort of stuff. Yeah. You nailed it. Oh. Uh, I, look, I know I was excited about it back then, but it was like, I was a kid, you were right. a kid, and even... Before, even before we played it for Roger Waters, I was starting to have my doubts. Really? You know, yeah. But you, you were the one that kept saying how great it was and, and it just made me start to think it was like better than it actually was. Oh, man. I'm just so glad this thing's finally going to get out there and be heard by the masses. What, what do you, <laughs> heard by the masses? What, yeah. what does that mean? Oh, well, I'm meeting tomorrow with interim mayor Hammerhead about staging a production of the Newbridge Wall at the Newbridge Center for the Rock and Arts and Sciences. He's so excited about it, and he says it's like 99% certain that it's going to get greenlit by the town council. What? How cool is that? Yes. And here's, here's the capper. He's already been in contact with Effie Brown about producing it. From Project Greenlight? Yes, yes. Yes, and I'll tell you, she said with love in her heart that she's going to get back to him this week, and oh, it looks really good. Oh, God. No, Darren. No. Please, yes, and, no. and Tom, please no. don't worry about this, all right? You are going to get all the credit you deserve for this. The posters and all the advertising are going to read – picture this. Tom Sharpling's The New Bridge Wall, based on work by Roger Waters with minimal input – by Darren Ploppleton, but nobody else uh-huh. at all. No, Darren, this this will ruin me. I'll be, I'll be like a laughing stock. Like a what? Like what a... are you talking about? No, everyone I've talked to about this loves it. Who have you talked to about it? Well, I, I wanted to play for some people and see what they thought. Like, who did you play it for? Let me see if I can remember. Um... <laughs> Off the top of my head, uh, um, Carl Newman, uh, Patton Oswalt, uh, Zach Galifianakis, uh, Kristen Schaal, uh, Kurt Vile, Britt Daniel, who else? Uh, Tim Heidecker. 
uh, Jack Black, Ben Gibbard, uh, Molly Shannon, uh, Steve Malkmus, uh, Dave Windorf, Amy Mann, who else? Um, Kevin McDonald, Chris Elliott, uh, Ted Leo, uh, Julie Klausner, uh, Damien from F'd Up, uh, Aziz Ansari, uh, Paul Shear, uh, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, just to name a couple. Uh huh. Okay. Well, I know all those people. They've all been, almost all of them have been on the show. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great then. So maybe you could reach out to them and ask if they could commit to actually being in it. I mean, they all love the songs and they all love the concept, but for some reason they're all busy and they can't be uh-huh. in it. So they loved it. Oh, yeah, they loved it. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, I wish you could have heard their reactions. I mean, they were so full of joy, they were speechless. Mm-hmm. Can I guess what their reactions were like? Oh, sure, that yeah. They were probably, like, filled with just, like, like they were gasping yes, and could not believe what they were hearing. Pure disbelief, yes, yeah. And like it, like they were almost like in a, yeah, like they couldn't, like almost, yeah, like they were, I think it's because they were grateful that my thing was coming out and not their thing, whatever they did. No, no, they weren't. But, you know, it was odd. Like three or four people mentioned these other two people um, uh-huh. when they were describing it. Um, uh, Sean and, and Freud? Uh-huh. Sean and Freud. Yeah. Uh-huh. Schadenfreud? What? Well, that's how they pronounced it, but I, I thought they meant Sean and Freud. I, I thought it was like a restaurant or something. Sean, what did you think? It was like a Dave and Buster's type exactly. place? yes, yeah. Sean and Freud? No, it's yeah. Sean and Freud. Oh, oh. That's uh, the word that they were oh. saying. Well, look, anyway, I wrote down some of the great comments that, that everybody said uh, for use on, on the poster and the shrink wrap for, for the album. Um, let me pull this up here. Um, uh, this is insane. I can't believe this exists. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like if Found Magazine was an album. I don't know what that means. Okay, yeah. Uh, please tell me Greg Turkington has heard this. Uh-huh. Oh, no. And um, Patton, said, Patton said this is even better than something called The Room. I'm not sure what that is, but I haven't looked that up yet, but I, I assume it's some kind of really cool movie that's yeah. great. Okay, yeah, The Room. It's a, it's a movie that some dope made that is a... Laughing stock. What? Yeah. It's a giant punchline of a movie that this guy thought was great and was, it's so bad and, oh no. What? Oh What's wrong? no. I'm, oh man. My phone. Oh, oh no, you, you, you dropped your phone? What's wrong? No, I'm getting all these texts from people who've been listening to this. Oh really? Yeah. Like who? Peyton Reed, he wants to direct the film version of this. The guy from who did Ant-Man? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. This is bigger than I ever hoped it would be. Yeah. Paul Rudd wants to know if he can get cast in the lead, as the lead the, the, in the, the film. The star of Ant-Man? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Someone named Ed Weeks? I don't know who that is. Oh, from Project Greenlight? 
Yes, that's right. He is from Project Green. He's, he's one of the English stars of that film, The yeah. Leisure Class. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait for that to come out. That's right. How, I wonder how that's going to do. I think it's going to be great. You think it's going to be shot on film? Uh-huh. That is the hallmark of a of a classic. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, Dave Grohl, who I I don't even know. He said he wants to do a documentary on this and that he's already filmed his comments with something called the the well, I I the Grohltron? What is that? Oh wait, I read about this thing. What is it? It's that thing that Dave Grohl, it's this machine that Dave Grohl uses when he's doing documentary testimonials. Does he do that? About bands, and he just, like, they punch in the thing, and he'll just go, like, he'll be like, the type in ZZ Top, and then the Grohltron is like, ZZ Top, oh, man, you're kidding me. Those guys were the effing best. It's the greatest band ever. I wouldn't be playing rock if it wasn't for those guys. Well, that's amazing. What a blessing this is, Tom. I mean, we're finally going to be rock empress Oreos. Emp- what? We're going to be what? Rock empress Oreos. Empress Oreos. Yes. No, it's impresarios. Not, no, it's not. Not empress Oreos. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. It, it is, too. It's like it's in not. that movie where Meryl Streep plays that poor peasant girl, and, and she's rescued from poverty by the head of the Nabisco Corporation. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Um, Silkwood. No, that's not what that movie's about. But, Darren, that's not what's important now. I just, Darren, I just got to tell you, there's no easy way to say this, but I just got to say it. Um, what is it? The tape and the plans and everything. Right. Back, it wasn't stolen back in 1984. I, I took it and I buried all that stuff. Tom, don't joke about that. No, I, I, I did. It's the truth. I mean, I was just so embarrassed by what we did, and I didn't want anybody to ever find out about it. You know? So I buried it behind Old Man Mitchell's semi-convenience store. Oh, my God. I can't believe what you're telling me. This is the ultimate betrayal. It's far worse than what Patton Oswalt's older brother did to President Kennedy. Uh-huh. Well, Darren, that's not exactly accurate, but I, you know, I just have to say I had to do what I had to do back then. What was that? Oh, my God. What? No. Wait, what's wrong? The lights just went out here. The lights went out at your house? What is that? I don't know what that is. Is 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 it a wind or a howling or something? Oh, my God. I'm getting scared. It just stopped. That's weird. Tom, I just realized something. What? I think you buried all that stuff in a Viking burial ground that was hit by lightning. Oh, stop, Darren. That That's just, that's like a, that's a myth that's been going through Newbridge since, like, forever. 
the Viking. There was no Viking settlement in Newbridge. I mean, that was like, I, I think it was just like a story that like, was it Vaughn Kern invented to just kind of goose like tourism dollars back in the 40s, make people think something was going on in Newbridge? Well, tell that to the Viking ghost that just appeared. What's that? Your name is Sven. You're going to what? What what is he saying, Darren? Oh, my God, Tom. He said he's going to exsanguinate me through the neck with his ice sword. Uh Uh-huh. He's going to exsanguinate you with an ice sword? Yes. That's ridiculous. No, Tom. Sven means business. But I mean business, too. Tom... Looks like that sword fighting class I took at Newbridge Community College for the Lesser Arts has finally paid off. On guard, you Nordic dead-ass goblin! What's going on over there? Oh my god! Is that a... No! Is that a sword fight? No! Darren? Tom! Yeah? I banished him! Oh my god! That's amazing! Yes, he returned to his icy hell, never to be heard from again. Well, that's a relief. I mean, I didn't think there was such a thing as like a Viking ghost, but I... I... Guess you just fought one, so right. Yeah, well, that's great news, Darren. Thank you. I'm oh okay. my God. Oh wow, what a night this has been, right? Yeah, what a roll. Oh my God. Tom. Tom. Darren. Yes. The Nordic uh, ice ghost felled me with an exploding ice sword. An exploding ice sword is in full breach of the Earth's netherworld ghost pact of 1845. I'm fading fast. Oh, it's up to you to report this to the proper authorities. But most importantly, Tom... Yeah? It's up to you to bring the new bridge wall to the masses. Tonight was just the first step. Okay, you know. Promise me you'll do it. I will. I will, Darren. Do you promise? I promise. On my half-exsanguinated body? Yes, yes, I, I promise. I'll, I'll, br- I'll bring the Newbridge Wall to the masses. Tom, you, you were my bestie. That means best friend. Yeah, yeah. 
Darren? Yes, Tom. You got to hang in there, buddy. I can't. Tom. Yeah? The stories are true. Heaven has don't know what else to do now except listen to something by Imperial Teen goodness the best show is back here with you on this exciting tuesday evening mike you like that song it was imperial teen you like them you know the band that that guy roddy bottom is in do you know is in Faith No More. Yeah, I know you like them a lot. Yeah. Well, what band, what did you say? Blind Faith. Yeah, it was Blind Faith. He was in, it was, yeah, it was, remember Blind Faith? Eric Clapton, Steve Winwood, and Roddy Bottom. Oh, Mike, he's so, he's in his Mets uniform. Looks like a third base coach. He's got chaw dribbling all over his chin. What's the score? This is like, it's tied so that it's tied. The Mets just blew it. They flopped. If the Mets win, will you go to the Canyon of Heroes for the parade? You won't? You won't or you can't? Like you're not allowed? No, you could do it. You should be on one of the floats with them. As one of the 30 original Mets fans who didn't start being a fan Six weeks ago, right? They could honor the 800 Mets fans who cared about the Mets before August. A special tribute. All of their names will be carved into the Canyon of Heroes. Imperial Teen, the name of the album is Feel the Sound. It came out, uh, uh, that's uh, from a few years ago. It's The song was No Matter What You Say. It's on uh, Merge Records. And go, I'll say, look, you go to mergerecords.com and we have it up on, do we have it up on the website, the, 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 the promo offers and whatnot? Mike doesn't know. Someone else. Do we have a merge thing right now you can go? I think it's still valid. You can use and get, uh, get 20, was it 20% off? I can't remember. I'll put it up later. Go buy, you can buy this. So many great things at merge. I love merge. And you know what else I love? Is, uh, my friend Gail Bennington, 
How are you? Tom, thank you so much for having me. It's exciting that you're here. It's exciting for me. This is a hoot. It is? This is a hoot. It is a hoot. Being in your studio, Mm -hmm. which you have built, it's incredible. With these hands. This is amazing. With these hands, I typed things on a computer screen and ordered them. Incredible. And then other people assembled them. Amazing. It was truly a testament to something. You know what was a thrill for me when I arrived here at your secret location? Yes, yeah. Your secret lair? Uh Uh-huh. I was getting a lay of the land, and I realized we have the same dish towels that you have in your green room in my home. And I just felt instantly at home. Well, did you buy them at Ikea? It was a secret location, but now it's out. Well, Ikea's not a secret location. It was for me. Okay. Well, you bought them. Maybe I bought cheap knockoffs of your nice towels. I bought them at Ikea. Okay. I did. I did. At the point of purchase, maybe? Perhaps. In a giant box <laughs> yeah. as you're rolling your massive... They make you switch carts at Ikea, which is always weird. You're carry- you have a... Like you're- you're buying stuff, and it's only they're like, put it all on this other cart. The whole thing is very anxiety and It's not good. Now, for people who don't know who Gail Bennington is, you are the co-host of a show called Bennington on actual radio, not... On satellite radio. On satellite radio, not homemade radio, which is what this is. True. It is heard every weekday, Right. Correct. At noon. And you do that. East. East. Eastern Standard Time. I actually got yelled at by some guys like, you know, it's not Eastern Standard Time. It's like like some other thing. So all I say now is Eastern Standard Time because some weird clock Nazi was getting on me about, it's not Eastern Standard Time. It's like EDT. Yeah, do it your own way. I don't care. Say the way you want to. Exactly. Now, you just know we, we run a clean, uh, a family ship here. This is not the the toilet language of I, satellite radio. I know you know that. I, I realize that, and it's this is a change for me. It is, because usually it's just bleep this, it's bleep just, yeah, that. I'm bleeping all over the it's place. It's a race to see who can curse the most on the show. I never win. You it's never usually Chris Stanley, our producer. Yes. He curses a fair amount. Um, so this show, you do Bennington. Correct. It is a unique circumstance for you because you, you are not some lifelong radio dog who's just like, I was doing a thing in Kansas City, do, doing, <laughs> doing like country and western there and then you're getting back there. You are new-ish to the radio game, right? That's right. I'm a radio baby. And when brand new at radio. And when did that start for you? Um, full time. It started in April. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was about a year ago uh, that my dad, Ron Bennington, mm-hmm. who I do the show with, um, is uh, asked me if I would like to uh, kind of come on and do some stuff here and there, mm-hmm. a couple fill-in shows, and uh, we thought it was going to be. Just like a fun thing to do every once in a while, mm-hmm. and it turned into a, a full time affair. Yeah, um, but it was it was kind of a unique thing to do. I mean, it's fun yeah. to do radio. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's crazy though because your dad was one half of 
of a bunch of shows. There was like a Ron and Ron show. Yeah. Was that in like Florida? That's right. And then here it was Ron and Fez. And then Fez retired. Mm -hmm. And then you slid into, and then he'd said, I'll do the show with my kid. Yes. Which is awesome. Me being the kid. Yeah. You're the kid. I think that's so awesome. It's a a hoot. It's, It's a lot of fun. Yeah. To have a cool parent, right? I do. Cool parents. Like, look, my parents are the best, but cool is not the first thing that comes to mind with them. But you got your, you got like a, a father who's saying like, listen to the, the John, to like the, this Bob Dylan thing and all these other things. You're getting like the education so early in that yes. stuff. I was, I was brought up right in that way. Um, but I was brought up around radio as mm-hmm. well and mm-hmm. stand up comedy. So that's kind of how I got. So you had, yeah. was the bug, it was it like latent, just waiting for the thing to... The... I don't know if it was latent, but I think that it was one of those things, it always seemed like it was going to be a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So when he asked me to do it, it felt very natural. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like a big decision. Uh-huh. Yeah. It just, it, it made sense to be like, all right, I've been around this long enough. Exactly, yeah. I can do this. Exactly. And it's exciting because it's just, it's because it sounds so comfortable hearing you and your father talk and goof around and everything and have it sounds so fun. And, uh, and it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's not that it it makes it sound like I'm saying it's like some soft white bready kind of show, but the show's super funny and super enjoyable to listen to, but it's just hearing the, Hearing a two generations talk together on a daily basis, I think, is very heartening, and I like it a lot. Yeah, and it's not any different than the way we always talked mm-hmm. um, with each other, and so I think that's part of why it was an easy decision to make. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was a kid, people used to say to me if I was either around in his studio or if, if we were at a live gig or something mm-hmm. And be like, isn't it weird hearing your dad be so funny? Or like, mm-hmm. what do you think of you? And I'm, he's the same guy. He's yeah. exactly the same way at home as he is on the air. Mm-hmm. And that's that comfort level that when people are not fake on the air, when they're just like, oh, you're actually you. That's when people, I think, get attracted to and become fans of a thing where it's like you're not just some phony, baloney radio person and you're a different person off air. It's like sure. it's, when it's that. When you talk the same way you would on the radio as you would off the radio, I think that's that's the best kind of radio. Yeah, that's the way – I think that's the way it's always been for him. So it made it very natural for me to, mm-hmm. to hop in. Now, was it hard for you to be kind of like – to to kind of like individuate yourself from like a cool parent like that to where you're just like, I like this other thing that you don't like because <laughs> yeah. I need to be my own person. Well, it, it also feels like he's right most of the time. Uh-huh. So I don't disagree with uh-huh. a lot of his tastes. Um, yeah. So that, that didn't come up a lot because mm-hmm. usually he, he uh, kind of knew what he was talking about. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> yeah. But once in a while you have to find something where he's just like, nope. And you're like, well, it's all mine, not yours. I know. Most something. recently, I think there was like the Smiths. Okay. And he's just he not into it. He's not about the Smiths. He doesn't like the Smiths? No. Hey, Mike, you like the Smiths, right? Two songs. Two songs. What songs? 
How soon is now? That's a great okay. one. Okay. Not exactly a deep cut. What else? What about Big Mouth Strikes Again? You like that one? What? What about the one... And with a double-decker bus... Right? You must like that one. Kills the both of us... (laughs) To die by your side... You know that one, Mike? That's a good one. Somebody's going to put Mike... put Somebody put a zip file together for Mike of every Smith's... All right, we get it. This guy doesn't like the Smiths. He'll come around. Nobody's on my side, I guess. No. no. <laughs> I stand alone on this one. You're all, I like the Smiths. Now, Gail Bennington, we were talking about the idea of good TV shows that have bad, super terrible themes, right? Yes. Some of the ones, who said, what were some of the suggestions people said, uh, uh, 30 Rock, which I I might agree with that. I, I don't think the theme matches the yeah, show. Yeah, I would agree. What about, uh, I think one of the worst has to be uh, Modern Family with that kind of bump, bump, like these TV, this is the thing, like these guys who run these TV shows, they get the worst, corniest taste in music and they're just like, well, do some fun, some fun, Bring like. Every song sounds like, uh, it sounds like that Jim Cuban Pete, the thing Jim Carrey sang in The Mask. It's remember not, that song? It's, I do remember that song, yeah. Were you a big fan of The Mask? <laughs> I did like The Mask, yes. It ranked the Jim Carrey movies. Mask, Ace Ventura 1. Ace Ventura 2 before Ace. 1. <laughs> so you say Mask for, I'm gonna, I'll name them and you put them in, put these five movies in order. Okay. Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls, The Mask, The Cable Guy, Liar Liar, The Majestic, The Number 23. Remember that movie where he was a serial killer? Okay, so the first few were correct. Okay. Ace Ventura, then Ace Ventura 2. Okay. Then you're going to move up The Cable Guy to 3. Okay, so that's not as good as the Ace Ventura movies. Yeah, I said one and two. Okay. So that, that's is that your Florida roots showing through? Just like, <laughs> like he was running around Florida with parrots. Of course. So that's Who you. Wouldn't like it. That's you loving Florida. The, the Miami Dolphins were in it. Yes, that was one of Dan Marino's great acting jobs. Right where he was like, someone stole. What did somebody steal his wolf or something? What was it again? It was they, a dolphin. They stole it. It's a dolphin. The team had a mascot of a dolphin? Yes. How would that work? They don't actually have a dolphin. Like, what, have a tank at the stadium? That that was the premise of the film, yes. Just but. imagine the Dolphins after another disappointing season, and then there's a tank with a dolphin in it. Imagine what these drunk fans would <laughs> throw in that tank, that poor dolphin. It wouldn't be great. No. Be- you know, well, you know how Floridians behave, so... This was something, by the way, that was new to me when I moved to New York. Suddenly people talking about Florida? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that it was a place to be embarrassed to be from. But I, when I moved here, I was young. I was 14. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I was born in Florida. So you're like, oh, God. So you were born like, in that's Florida. terribly embarrassing And you. where did you move to? Philly or New York? No, I moved to New York. Okay. Yeah. I uh, lived on Roosevelt Island. Okay. That's where, you know, when I was in high school. Isn't that where Spider-Man fought on that? trolley thing the tram yes correct yeah 
Who did he fight on that? Doc Ock, I think, maybe. I don't watch a Spider-Man. I don't see the Spider-Mans. So you weren't like, you weren't like, I'm super proud of Florida, and I show it through Ace Ventura, and I'm super proud of no, Roosevelt I, Island, and I show it through Spider-Man well, fighting on the I wasn't tram. Per- I wasn't particularly... Like, I didn't understand that it was something to be ashamed of until I got here. Mm-hmm. Immediately, people were like, oh, you must be on meth. And, like, I can't mm-hmm. believe you have all your teeth. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, and- I didn't know that this was an embarrassing place to be from. And then you're also like, I was 14 when I left. It's like, it's yeah. like how, how how hard would that live and be if you were just like. Just wrestling gators. Yeah. and <laughs> Coming up here, like, all weathered, like. <laughs> You were 14, yeah. Yeah, I got half my teeth, and uh, I'm all <laughs> I'm all busted, and I got these these calloused alligator wrestling hands. I also didn't know that I had an accent. And what was the far? Did you lose the accent? I did, because when I went to a school for drama, okay. and immediately um, this one of these acting teachers honed in on me and was like, no, I'm going to break you of this. This is a terrible accent. And what would the have. accent be like? It, what it, it was, it, I mean, a, a Florida accent is like a little bit more like, it's Southern, but it's like, like a, I'm like doing it right now. It's Southern, but it's not like Southern, you Okay. Know? It's like Tom Petty singing that song sure. Spike. When I came when I when I when I came to school, yeah. Um this this teacher uh came in it was her first day and she said, "Um I forgot my pen. Do you have an extra pen to me?" And mm-hmm. I said, "I sure don't." And she was <laughs> like, "You sure don't?" I sure don't. She's that, like, oh, honey, we'll break you of that. Don't uh-huh. you worry. And I just – I didn't think I was saying anything mm-hmm. weird. Well, there's something weirdly <laughs> challenging about that too, just like, I sure don't. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to. You're just like – I it, sure don't. It sounds like you're like going to say, I sure do, and pull a pen up. But it's like you're so certain that you don't – that you have – that you're doing – you're so certain that you have the opposite of giving a pen to the – it's much it's much pluckier though in a in a southern accent. Yeah. As so most things are. It's more yeah. It's more fun. So yeah. So bad T V shows, any themes come to mind? I think that the Twin Peaks theme mm-hmm. was difficult for me to go through because I binge watched that okay, show. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's an instrumental. It's a a very long. Yeah. And it 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 started to really like get into my Mm -hmm. head, Mm -hmm. really freak me out. Okay. Um, but I probably tied it in with just how weird the show was. Sure. But there is a theme song to a TV show, which I would not call a great TV show. Okay. But it's a theme song that I have a particular problem with. Okay. What is that? And that is the theme song to Green Acres. Green Acres, which is it's sung by Eddie Albert, and I was I wa- actually watched an episode of Green Acres yesterday. I watched these channels. There's these new channels on where they're just like they just show they like they're just called the old garbage channels where they just buy like all the episodes of Green Acres for like seventy dollars and run them around the clock. Green Acres is like the most frustrating show ever. It's just these these. Well, it's the place to be. Well, it, is it though? It's these rubes just giving this dude a hard time. And then Mr. Haney. Oh, that guy. So it's not necessarily a great show. Yeah. No, it's not. 
It's not a great show. It's not a great show. It's not, not, a, it's not can, a best show, worst theme. However, yeah. mm-hmm. worst theme for me because I have mm-hmm. a weird association with it. Okay. So when I was a little kid, uh, I, would, I had a sleepover at a friend's house. Yeah. And uh, they had a couple kids in their family. Mm-hmm. And half of the kids wanted to watch uh, Green Acres. Okay. There was a Green Acres marathon going on. All right. Green Acres Marathon. It was a marathon, Wait, like a Nick in... at Night sort of okay. situation. Green Acres Marathon. Mm-hmm. This was not like a Florida them doing it to Florida. <laughs> so, look, I'm from New Jersey. I know what it's like. My whole life, I grew up with just like you're trash. You everyone, smell bad. Yeah, every, well, smell bad. What? I don't smell bad. <laughs> they Elizabeth. Don't, I don't, okay. I don't know if people say people aren't saying the humans of New Jersey. Well, I thought that's what the, the odor was. No, the resident, it's supposed to be just like smokestacks and factories. Oh, you, you just thought okay. it was like a... You, I thought it was the body you odor. You thought it was like a, a people stink. No, it's that just that there's assumption. so much... I'm sorry. See, I'm learning things here. The thing is, everybody would say, they would think it would be, you land at Newark Airport and you drive to Manhattan and all you see is just like factories and... Yes. and just dilapidated highway, and you'd be like, "Well, I got a good look at New Jersey." It's like, no, the good stuff's the other way. All all those mountains, mountainous, beautiful. Yes, no, the, the green doesn't count. Stuff, the green stuff. So this Green Acres marathon's going on in one room. Half mm-hmm. the kids want to watch the Green Acres marathon, mm-hmm. and the other half of of this group, mm-hmm. um, they're they're a little gutsier, and mm-hmm. there is a some sort of special documentary. I don't know. I was little, so it, to me, it was a documentary. Yeah, a documentary um, about exorcism. Okay. And they were showing like actual footage <laughs> uh-huh. of exorcisms. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh-huh. I was intrigued uh-huh. by the exorcism, but mm-hmm. I was getting very scared. Okay. So I was running back and forth, and mm-hmm. every time I would get too scared of the exorcism, I would mm-hmm. run back and watch The Little Green Acres. <laughs> and somehow wires crossed, uh-huh. and when I hear the Green Acres theme song, you, like cold sweat, I'm just becoming terrified. Of <laughs> and I realize, demonly yes. possession. Yes. When you think of Green Acres. So it's a bad place for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even if I didn't have that association, it is pretty annoying. So stuff. it's not the place to be for you. <laughs> no. It's, it's the not. opposite of the place to be. Now, Gail Bennington, you are on – people hear the Bennington show. Bennington. It's called Bennington. It's called Bennington. And it's on Sirius XM. What channel? It's on Raw Dog 99. Why is it called that, Raw Dog? Well, you know, we're a couple of raw dogs, <laughs> you know, just keeping it raw. Makes me embarrassed to have – they can't call it some other thing like Laugh Channel. No. 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 It's like – See, you don't understand because you're not raw like we are. I guess know? I'm not a raw dog, so I wouldn't understand. You wouldn't get it. You don't have the ability to have a toilet mouth like no, – The rawness. Of, yes, I it's don't. Very I, raw. I just don't have that rawness. Um, but people can hear it on r- the Raw Dog channel. Yes, channel ninety nine. Channel ninety nine on SiriusXM, and it's weekdays, uh, noon east, noon mm-hmm. to three. Now we're going to talk more if you can hang out. I, would I hope can you hang can. out. I want to bring my friend Martin Courtney here. Do you, can you play songs, Martin? Hopes, so, certainly hope so. He's got all equipment everywhere. What if he's just like, nah? <laughs> I thought about it. I'm just gonna leave this rack of 16 guitar pedals behind. 
So what we're going to do, yeah, see, this is gr- that's gross, Raw Dog. Somebody said on Twitter. Why is it called Raw Dog? They don't like the name. Well, we're a couple of raw dogs. What can I tell you? I guess so. I guess, look, maybe I, I'm just not raw enough. To, I'm just Mm-mm. too cooked Yeah. to get the whole raw. Somebody said uh, themes. You know what song I don't like? I, and now I realize the closing credits to... Sat- I don't like the Saturday Night Live closing credits. The boom, boom. You don't like boom, that? Boom. No. Because I'm usually just like, man, that show, that was... It just It just feels like... Man, maybe we'll do better next week. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I hear it. It makes me want to hug everyone in the room and also, just wave to no one. It also makes me feel like, man, I'm not there. Like I'm at <laughs> home. See all these people on stage we slapping each other on the back. Meanwhile, I'm home eating <laughs> leftovers. And they're just like, we're so fun and successful. And we're in show business. But what about the intro? Do you like the intro Saturday Night Live? I guess so, yeah. I guess I like it, because it's a promise. It's all the promise of what the next 90 minutes could be. And then that closing theme is kind of like, we're sorry. We tried. I play a little game. And I like Saturday When they Live. bring out, when they announce each um, mm. cast member, yeah. I applaud mm-hmm. at the level of how much I like them. Okay. So, like, if they really like you, you're getting... And then if mm-hmm. you didn't have a good week last uh-huh. night, I'm just like... Okay. By myself, by the way, in my home. So this is, and how long has this game been going uh, on? Since childhood. Okay. Since childhood. And one day you were just like, I think I'm going to rank these people with applause. I think it might have <laughs> been a, a family decision. They call it the Silver Bye-Bye, that closing theme. I didn't know it had a name. You know what song I also don't like? The closing theme from The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, when he would be like, And then that big dog logo, that sloppy production company thing that, what an afterthought that was. He didn't have any shows. Yeah. He drew that on a napkin. Next thing you know, it's on TV. Let's see. What other themes do people say? Um, What do we got? Somebody's mad at you with Green Acres. True Detective. Yeah, True Detective's pretty bad. That theme. Wait, how does it? That's the one that... Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. And then the Key and Peele version is bad too. Like that crazy, crazy does right. (laughs) I was not happy with that switch on that. Um, The worst might be the Sopranos for good shows for the theme not matching the show. I like that song. You like that song? I do. I had a little dance that I did. With that, but you only have that because you, you like the, the show so much. <laughs> but you, if you heard you that think song, I have a lot of rituals. <laughs> yes, the beginning I'm starting of to think you are bringing a fair amount to the table when you watch TV. You're like, okay, I get my clap patterns ready. There's specific yeah. dances. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's specific. Shut it off! I didn't do my dance. Do you ever just like? Are you are you very organized in that way? Where you're just like, like okay. I like if I'm binge watching something, mm-hmm. I won't skip over the song, mm-hmm. even if it annoys me. Can you, if you're in a car and it's a song you like, can you shut the car off halfway through the song, or do you have to sit and listen to the whole song? If it's a song I like, I will sit and listen. Yeah. But do you ever feel like you have to? 
No, I there's do. an emergency situation. I I'm, I'm not saying it's an emergency. Let's say, let's rule out and let's crazy rule out. There's not fire all around. <laughs> and you have to, although you should probably stay in the car if there's fire all over the place. What um, about um? What about the Madman theme? I think that's a nice theme, and it's got mm-hmm. the little yeah. But it teases the whole thing. Do you know to who that, that intro, by mm-hmm. the way? Um, yeah. my ritual with that one is that I pretend that I'm falling. <laughs> this is the funniest so thing I, I've ever heard. And you just go, ah! like, do you know who that was that fell in the thing? It was Kevin Klein when he heard his son was in the band with that guy Avalanche Bob who called earlier. That's Kevin Klein jumping out of a window. Avalanche Bob is very talented. I really enjoyed his uh, performance. Oh, look, if you want me to make a connection, if you want him on Bennington, that's okay. That's all right. I can make that happen. I could get you. I like the end of it. That was the best part. I'm thinking of maybe doing something similar. Avalanche Gale, maybe. Avalanche Gale. Three's Company. I don't know. You know what's creepy about Three's Company is the way the guy sings is, come and knock on our door. Like, it's a sounds, like, the call and response is creepy. Because it's like the guy's like, come and knock on our door. <laughs> come and knock on our door. It just, yeah. Three's Company is just creepy in general. Because it's like, it's basically a show about hate and lack of freedom. Where they're just like, I have to pretend to be gay to live with these two women yes. or this landlord's going to give us the boot, right? And it could never happen now. No. It would be like, wait, what's the, your problem He would be a likable character. <laughs> yeah, like, and he's like, yeah. what are you? What? Wasn't he always doing a very uh, feminine voice back at him in a very Ms. uncomfortable Mr. Roper would yeah. do this like hand motion mm-hmm. just to be like some swishy thing that was super offensive. and But now it would just be like, They'd be coming in to, like, meet with a landlord for a place, and he'd be like, okay, so what's the deal? You guys are not, like, fill the thing out. Just put married, single, whatever. It's a sign. They check it. Is it single? They'd be like, okay. Be like, wait, so I don't have to pretend to be uh, gay to get this apartment? <laughs> Mm-mm. No, not a problem at all. My, my, my dad did. What if it's, like, Three's Company, re, Three's Company, the next generation? <laughs> Jack Tripper's son. Uh Tyler Tripper. Tyler? <laughs> yeah. Tyler would be like, you can come in any time. Just push the, when you're ready, I'm ready. Don't wait, because I will do this for the next four hours. I will talk about these shows. So just know that. We have all guys. the time in the world in here. I'm ready when you're ready. And then Pat is going to run the board. And let me tell you about this next guy. Martin Courtney. How are you, Martin? Good. You're good? Martin you, here. yeah, he's going to go there. All right. You are in the band Real Estate, but you broke up the... No, you didn't break up the band. This is a solo. You have a solo album. First of all, Real Estate are one of my favorite bands. And you have a solo album coming out called Many Moons. comes out on Friday. It does. It's so exciting. And the album's so good. Thank you. And you, Coors Light. No, by you do it. By all means. Mike, it's, it's great to see that Mike has gotten... To you and your associates, <laughs> we had fancy beer here, but now they're just pounding Coors Lights. They're wearing they they were I don't know where they got this Mets paraphernalia from. They're already the Mets are winning. 
4-3. Look, Mike, I just hope. Look, if you Mets fans can handle winning, God bless you. I hope you you win all, win every game. But I don't think it's good for you. It's only going to set you up for more frustration. And Pat, when you're ready, I'm ready. I will vacate the mic and hand it over to uh, to you guys. You guys are going to play a couple songs? Yeah, I think we're going to do three songs. All right. Now, everybody, this is Martin Courtney. The album's called Many Moons. It is uh, available on Friday. It is. And who's the label? Domino. Domino, which is also the label that puts out your real estate records. Correct. So the streak continues. It, it does. Okay. Thankfully. Do you want to... There, there's the, the crack <laughs> of the Coors Light. Mike, you did it again. You're like a... It's like he's like a... It's like hell bop. <laughs> converting people. Just... And this is exciting. This is the first musical guest down at the studio to play. So I thank did. you for coming down. It's, it's an honor. Thank you for having oh. us. Do you, would you introduce the guys in the band? I will, yeah. This is... Uh, well, we got... Doug Keith here on the electric guitar, and uh, Jarvis Tavernier on the electric bass. We also have Matt Coleman, mm-hmm. uh, who usually plays keys, yeah. but uh, he didn't bring his keyboard. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to step aside and say, the floor is yours, Martin. Okay.
Industries.
Thank you very much.
I'm well. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm good. Me. I'm a lot better now that you played songs. Like that segue. That was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty slick, right? Well, why don't we? Um, why don't we get our bearings? We'll reset, and then we'll you and me and Gail Bennington will talk for a little bit. Is that okay? Sounds good. All right. How's that sound? Does that work for you guys? Thank you guys. You guys were so awesome. Thank you. And what are the names of those songs, Martin? Uh, the first one is called Northern Highway. The second one is called Vestiges. And the last one was called uh, Airport Bar. And they are all, none of them are on the new album, right? The solo album. None of True them are not on the new album. None of them are not on it. So, wait, that means that they are on it. And it's called... Many, many moons. Many moons. And it comes out this Friday. Hey, Mike? Yeah. Did you like that? I liked it very much. You liked it very much. Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Mike. What's going on with the... How has it been hanging out there with Mike? I don't... First of all, what I really don't like is a mic out there. I can hear... People can actually hear him better, right? Is, it, is that what's going on? That's great. There's a mic out there, right? Oh, that's true. Mike? Yeah. See? Now it's so much clearer... <laughs> Let's let's kill that forever. <laughs> Was he talking about the Mets a lot? He didn't say a word. He didn't say a word. What kind of host are you, Mike? I thought you'd show these guys. You're doing. That's a fair point. Well, he cracked a beer every five minutes. Yeah, and he taught you guys how to yeah, do it. Next thing, show. next thing I know, you're coming in here. Oh no! There it is. <laughs> You you learned them well, Mike. Now they have gone from being high-minded people to Coors Light enthusiasts. You did it. No, three more under your wing, right? The cult grows. You'll be down in, you're like, uh, what's his face in Waco? What was that guy's name? Koresh. That's right. Right, Mike? Get you a compound. The David Koresh of Bayonne. Set you up by the bridge. When are they going to open that bridge? Next year. Bayonne Bridge. What a great idea. Let's take the Bayonne Bridge and the Pulaski Skyway and have both of them be closed at the same time. Nice nice uh, infrastructure, tri-state area. Don't get me started on this. Let's try to have fun talking about normal stuff like... Oh, I don't know. Other stuff. You know what I'll do? I'll play a record and we'll, we'll, we'll reorganize the studio and then we'll have fun. How's that sound? Does that sound like a plan? What should I play, Mike? Surprise me. I tell you. This is. I don't know what's going to happen first. You get in the boot or the, the Mets parade. Right? That's a race. We'll find out. I hope for your sake they win, Mike. You know, you deserve it. But for these, you can handle it. These other Met fans, they're, they're playing with house. They're playing with house money. I see these Met fans. You know what I'm talking about, too. Yeah, there was a Met fan that called up Mike Frances. Was what was he crying about? I love David. What's the David Clark? What's the guy's name? But what's that guy on the Mets name? David. David Wright. 
Was he like, I love David Wright so much? Cry. Cry over sports. It's the weirdest thing going. Look, I, I cry about stuff. Not about sports. Here's Dwight Twilley. And we'll be back with Martin Courtney and Gail Bennington. I'm sorry, Mike just told me the Mets are down 11-3. to The Royals just went on a run. No, that's not true. What is it, 4-3, Mike? Can you feel it? This website's not working. Can't throw that TV on again? See if you get that going? Right? I read this book, Mike. I'm going to bring it in and lend it to you. It's called, it just came, it's coming out in November. It's called The Comedians by Cliff, Cliff Nesteroff. And it's one of the best books I've read about comedy. And, uh, you can, that's perfect, Pat, right? Perfect. And thank you. I want to thank Pat Byrne tonight for going so far above and beyond with everything. Thank you so much, Pat. Um, but this book is so great. We'll have Cliff on the show to talk about it. It basically documents the history of comedy and stand-up comedy in America and, um, for like a hundred years of stuff. And, uh, one of the, every page has something awesome in it. Like, uh, like, did you know that there was a show, Danny Thomas did a comeback show, Make Room for Granddaddy? He did. Isn't that the weirdest thing ever? And did you know that Hitler, and I'm, I'm not making this up. Hitler was had the Three Stooges on a kill list because they made fun of, they did two anti-Hitler, but he had a kill list that they were on. That's a long list, too. Yeah. Of who kill Hitler, list. yeah. That's a fair point. <laughs> Hitler's kill list. Actually, it's not that <laughs> impressive. <laughs> not that hard to make Hitler's kill list because he kind of wanted to kill everybody. I tell you. But that book is so great, The Comedians. And uh, Cliff wrote for the WFMU blog for a long time, would do all these extensive document uh, documenting of old comedy. Now he put it all in one book. It's so great. But right now is what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about I have Martin Courtney here. How are you? I'm well. How you doing? I'm good. That was excellent, by the way. Thank that you was, very that much. Was great. And we have Gail Bennington here. Martin, you grew up in New Jersey? I did. Like whereabouts in uh, the, the Ridgewood, Bergen County. And which was a hotbed of musical Right? Uh, it would it would seem that way looking back on it now. Uh, you have uh, your Titus Andronicus. They're from Glenrock, but yeah, next town over. They were, but, they were friends of ours. Yeah, 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 we, yeah. But that general area. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly, a young Patrick. Yeah, me and Patrick were in a band together in high school. That's, what was the band called? It was called Seizing Elion, uh, and like, mm-hmm. uh, and then it was called uh, Library of Congress. Okay. We've changed names. Right. Can you get up on the mic? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to hear your lovely okay. speaking voice. Yes. Um, seizing Ilion, which was a tribute to Ilion Gonzalez. Yeah, apparently I, j- I joined uh, I joined uh, 
after they came up with that name. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not responsible Edgy. for that. Yeah. At this point, what, is everybody just like, yeah, I joined after they came up? Like nobody, <laughs> nobody came up with that name. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I can't, I can't, I don't know who to blame for that one. Yeah. So that area, you grew up, you know what it's like to feel like that kind of New Jersey, uh, that when you're with New York, you see it in the horizon and then everybody just makes you feel like, yeah, you're not us though, right? Yeah, literally mm-hmm. could see it on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Ezra, was he near you? Vampire Weekend? No. Where was he? I don't know. I you think know. not near me though. Okay. I think, I don't know. I think, I think there, he was maybe further south or something. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah. But so many things come from New Jersey and so few things come from New York City. Nobody yeah. actually comes from New York City. Jake Fogel kind of the thing, yeah. You know? Jake Fogel is from Philly. He's not even from New York City. But we got to uh, reap the benefits yes. of, of the proximity. Right? Do you remember that first time you went into New York? I mean, vaguely, I was probably really young. I remember going to the South Street Seaport as like a three-year-old or something. Sure. Yeah. Getting uh Like the subway, the smell roll. of the yeah. subway, I feel like. The smell I'm, of the mob controlled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, um you remember the first time you went in by yourself or without a parent? Did you um, go, was it to see a show, maybe? I, well, I think it was to – some friends of mine and I used to take the bus. We realized that the bus that we would take – like, we would take a New Jersey Transit bus to get to high school because it okay. just made the most sense. Mm-hmm. But that same line would take you to, I think, Penn Station. Sure. So we just kind of stayed on the bus. Uh-huh. And uh, I think we went to – we used to go to Rocks Near Head, which was a record store on, uh, I think, Prince Street. Okay. In Soho. We, like, I think that may have been the first time I went by myself to the yeah. city and kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah. But then shows too, a lot of shows. Yeah. I remember getting stuck. I parked my car at like Port Authority, had like a thing where you could park. I was like, well, I'll park my car at Port Authority without <laughs> realizing it wasn't 24 hours. And then my car was like, I went to go get it, and I saw a show, and then I went back, and it's like, yeah, you're, we can get you in at 6 in the morning to get your car. So it's just like, oh, no, I'm 14 or – no, it's not 14 or 15. I was driving, so I was 17. What a weird story that would have been. I, that would have been me yeah. burying the lead that I was driving a car three years before it was legal. I uh, had my car, and I had to, like, wait at – Penn Station overnight just, oh, no. just to like sit. Did you have to like call your mom and just tell them I'm yeah. stuck and I will <laughs> get in the morning and take my car and but oh, then no. like some guy some guy Port Authority was like hey you, your car's uh, stuck in the thing it's locked in I'm like yeah he's like uh, you know for like 10 bucks I could help you get it out. And then I was so close to doing it. Then, like, you don't realize it's like, oh, that's how people get mugged and murdered. Is like, yeah, let's go in the stairwell. Yeah, give me the ten bucks. But why would the guy also need the ten bucks early? He's going to take more than he's going to take everything I've got. He's not just going to go. I got your ten bucks. (laughs) I'm out of here. It's like, no, I'm going to go stairwell. He's going to be like, all right, I have the ten. Give me, yeah, I'll take your car keys. Yeah, and everything else you've got. And now you might want to make your peace with uh, your whatever higher power is in your life because now you're going to die in the Port Authority stairwell. But not before you're raping, young man. Yes. No. 
Thank you. <laughs> That's the raw dog tude coming out, right? <laughs> See, if people aren't sure what raw dog is, you just got a little taste of raw dog. Just a taste. You just got just a, a little bloody taste of raw. Yeah. Do you think AP Mike could cut it up at raw dog? Oh, yeah. Why don't you guys take him up there? He gets pretty raw dog when you're not around. Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cause you're he cuts pro- loose in there. The producer on your show is this guy, Chris Stanley. Correct. Who... I think one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen is his, he does these Periscope videos now. Yes, yes. he's very into his scope shows, uh, most popular being Smoking with Chris. Smoking with Chris, which is just him, where, in a courtyard? Yes, near near our studio sometimes. Sometimes he has great guests. Uh-huh. Like you've Com- been on it? Yeah, sure. Uh, Louis J. Gomez mm-hmm. has been on it, comedian, okay. very funny comedian. Sure. Um, earlier today, Open Mike Eagle was on it. He's a very okay. talented dude. Okay, so they all go That's on. That's a big, uh, big celebrity guest list. Yeah. On his Periscope show. Watching him pan his cell phone from way up on his face to someone looking like a dot. And it, it's like there's no perspective on it. Well, he's got quite the wingspan. He does. Because he just like pans it across. He'll be talking to somebody and he's like, burp, 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 burp. and it's like you can barely see like one third of his face. And the show is it's gotten more interesting now that he's uh, he's in a sling. Yeah. So it's making it very tricky to smoke, mm-hmm. scope, sling. Yeah. There's one episode of the thing where he's like, I'm going to go get some Percocet. That was post surgery, okay. yeah. So because he had an arm, was it? He yeah, he's 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 been all perked up now okay. since the surgery, yeah. so it's making the show really interesting. So now, but it's like that's my your Chris is my Mike. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're not okay. around, yeah. you know, one smokes, one drinks Coors Light, right? One's got uh, doing. Periscope videos. The other one's bringing in an old-fashioned TV to try to watch a Mets game. That's the thing we have to understand. When the cat's away, the producers play, I think. The producers. When the cat's away, the... Mike? I got to say this. I think you're the best. I really do. I'm not going to lump in with their nightmare of a producer. (laughs) You're top-notch. You're not on Percocet out there. You just sell them. You don't take them. You just sell them. You don't get high off your own supply. There's a lot you don't see out there. Mike knows how it is. Martin, who were some of your heroes growing up? I know uh, I saw you play. I saw you guest at one of the Feelys shows when they used to play at uh, Maxwell's. Yeah, one of their last shows. Yeah. That was that was a great honor. Their 4th of July shows were yeah. so good. So good. Was, um, were they one of your favorite bands? They were. I didn't even know they were from New Jersey when I first heard about them. Um, but then I found out and I, you know, mm-hmm. felt that connection. Um, Yola Tango, some former guests of yours. Sure. Uh, were Yeah, they were kind of like very inspirational for me, mm-hmm. that band. Because um, it's like the thing with the band is it's with real estate and by extension your solo album, it's just like. Everything sounds so fully formed with it. It's like it's not like you're doing like these little, like like it's it's not like sketches or things like that. It's just like it's so complete. 
to me. And it's so, it's like there's a, it's like world building almost. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I mean, that's interesting. I, I don't, I, well, especially with real estate, you know, we've, we've been doing it for a long time. Not even with real estate's been going on now for like, like seven, six or seven years or something. But, mm-hmm. uh, even before that, I mean, I've known, uh, the, those guys since high school. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it kind of, we kind of emerged as a sort of preformed unit. We spent a lot of time playing together in different bands growing up off so. the grid. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes. Honing our, our skills. Yes. Somebody saying, Mike, top notch equals not high on Percocet. Cause I said, you're a top notch producer. <laughs> Did the Mets win yet? No, extra inning. Extra inning. So they, the the Royals tied it up. You're scared. You're got to how what on on a scale of one to ten? What's your fear level right now, Mike? Yeah, I do actually. I can hear you griping. Um, let's see. What we got going here? We got people lined up who want to talk to you. Martin. We were talking about TV themes, like great shows with bad themes. You're from New Jersey, The Sopranos. I was actually going to say that. Yeah, right. Gail. I I, am I the only one who likes The Sopranos? If you heard the, if you, yeah. well, you, I kind of would. You know, like I started watching that show, like you know, mm-hmm. binge watching it, and it's just like every, you know, however often. An episode ends and you start another one like that. And suddenly it's like, oh, it's so terrible. When I hear the the <laughs> HBO, the, yeah. like the opening, yeah. oh, no. the that, crack, yeah, I yeah. hear the, like I expect to hear mm-hmm. the Soprano song next. Mm-hmm. That, that's the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. That's me, what you when hear. When you hear the, yeah, like That's that. what you hear. You hear the boom, little, boom, yeah. boom, boom. you know what I hear? I hear, boo, doo, 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 Entourage. That's a pretty bad theme, right? That's, but it that's suits the show. Yeah. yeah. It's like meat-headed enough. It's like right. Because that's not a great – maybe it is a great show. I've seen every episode. I watched the movie. I watched the outtakes. It might be my favorite thing ever. There's like things that's like – yeah, I haven't made it through all of Justified yet, but I certainly have made it through all of Entourage looping back through again. So you did watch the movie? Oh, yeah. I saw it in the theater. You took, saw it in the I theater? took my wife, and my wife was like, well, that was the biggest waste of time. Uh, <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That's one of the great things about my wife, who I will pay tribute to for a moment. She said, remember that movie Eyes Wide Shut? And it was like, Stanley Kubrick, the master. And like I'm like leaving the theater, and I'm just like, hmm, I wonder what... Uh, if that movie was a reference, it's just like, well, that movie sucked. <laughs> just like, yeah, I think it did suck. But the Entourage movie, I couldn't even look her in the eyes like, like, hey, uh, I put, heard that Eve's going buck wild in that movie. He does, yes. He's he really uh, making up for lost time. Right, Mike? Yes. E goes uh, ape. Sorry, this is not raw. I know. Yeah, I know how you guys would say it would be like a torrent of yeah, just like can we, is there are there any curses we missed? Can anybody ape s <laughs> ape s yes, 
Sopranos, though, if you heard that song as just a song. No, I know that part. I've heard that. If you heard just that song, you'd be like, well, that song is terrible. It's it's the package. But you're picturing the great TV show you're about to watch. If you just heard that song alone, you'd be like, yuck, what is that? What about the Breaking Bad theme? Which is like a slide guitar, like a guy just yeah. like, whoa, you know, like. Yeah, I think that. And then you kind of, the show's pretty good, you know? Mm-hmm. I never did the Breaking Bad. You never watched Mm-mm. Breaking Bad? No. And I know it's weird and I, mm-hmm. everyone wants me to. You don't have to do it. Uh, it might be too late. It's, it, this is what you have to realize with Breaking Bad. It's pulpy junk. It's fun, pulpy junk, but then when people are like saying it's the greatest thing ever, it's like, it's like, no, it's pretty stupid, but it's fun how stupid it is. Remember Mike when he killed all those guys every year when he'd have like moves where he'd be like, I killed 15 guys within a five minute period. With chemistry. chemistry. Yeah. Well, that does sound pretty good. Yeah. But the theme is not good. I don't like it. Right? It's no Sopranos theme. Oh, that part. You're... You're making me like it less. What? Somehow. I think I like it less. I think I, I was. Myself but that's even, that's so corny. Like, and on top, their logo is corny too for the Sopranos. The gun facing down. Yeah, well. Tells you everything you need to know though. But it's it? one of the best shows ever, right? But man, that logo and, and the theme. I like the visuals of the opening theme because I, turnpike. I think to myself, "Ooh, I've driven here before." Yeah, oil heats best. Listening to the same song. <laughs> I did not listen to the song though. <laughs> no, I know that part. <laughs> Mike, yeah. Sopranos theme. I like it. Oh, thank you, Mike. Mike likes it. Works for you. Mike, look, Mike's not making sense right now. He's watching the Mets. The Mets are f- pulling a choke job right in front of his eyes. He can't handle it. Who's good here, Mike? Best show. Hey there. Hi. You're on with, with Martin Courtney and Gail Bennington. How's it going? Oh, all good. right. Good. Well, well, what's uh, your name, Chief? My name is Ben. Benjamin. Benjamin, where are you calling from? The space station with this phone? <laughs> Does it sound weird? Yeah, it does. Goodbye. I couldn't take it. That was on hold for an hour and a half. Sorry. Hello, is this me? It is. Yeah, it is you. Hi, Tom. Who's this? This is Mike. Mike from? This is Mike from Raleigh. Mike from Raleigh. Sure is. What's going on, Mike? Uh, I was wondering if you have booked your ticket yet to the 2016 Impractical Jokers Cruise. Look, I'll say this. I got a direct message from from Sal. He's gonna uh, he's gonna come on. We'll get Sal on here. I know I give the impractical jokers a hard time, and it's all jealousy. You don't think I wish I could do a show where I'm just me and Mike and a couple other dudes who just have a couple hidden cameras at a mall and we're just like, go go up to that guy and uh, tell him you gotta go to the bathroom. And then they hand them a giant check as they leave. 
I'm here hemorrhaging money. And the Impractical Jokers are playing. They're playing Radio City. Radio. What the? Radio. Did you see that, Mike? They're playing Radio City. Yeah. Radio City. I think what you're really lacking is a Q and a Mer. I think I am. Mike is definitely a, a Sal. Now, Mike is like a Joe. Isn't there a Joe? Yeah, there's there's a Sal, there's a Joe, and then there's Q and Mer. Yeah. I don't know. I got to get there. They're having a, a four-day cruise from Miami to uh, Cozumel, Mexico this January. Yeah. This is well, imagine the Impractical Jokers figuring out legally how much they have to be outside of their cabins to <laughs> associate with their fans. Oh, boy. Eat, Those fans? Eat. Impractical. You ever watch that show, Martin, Impractical Jokers? I have not. Well, imagine, imagine a show where four dudes from Staten Island have little earpieces. One will have an earpiece and then he has to go up to like some people in a grocery store. And then the other three guys are like in a little control area and they talk into microphones and they say like, uh, you know, uh, to tell the person, uh, you got diarrhea. And then they're like, <laughs> it does sound pretty funny. Though. And then the guy's like, uh, I got diarrhea. And then you know what the people invariably do? They go, oh, yeah, you're the impractical jokers. We live on Staten Island. Is their spot kind of like blown up at this point? At this yeah. point, they've done 11 seasons of this thing. It's like, oh, it's Q <laughs> from impractical jokers. But in all seriousness, look, I watched the show. I laugh. I saw the episode where Sal was stuck in a haunted house and liked it. You see that one, Mike? He was stuck in a haunted house. Imagine being on a on a boat with them for four days where you can play oh. Hollywood game night and lip sync well, battle hey, with hey. the practical jokers. Hey, where do you get off making fun of them? Sorry. <laughs> I'm not worried about them. They seem perfectly fine. I think they're funny guys. I'm worried about that fan base. Yeah, they said there's 2,300 yeah. fellow Impractical Jokers fans. They're all trying to impractically joke each other. Yeah. That's like a hate crime in international waters, right? Like, they can't do anything about it. Only God can judge them. Mm, but the food on the cruise. Yeah. The quantity of food. Just imagine. Have you been on a cruise? No, I've never been, been on, a on a cruise, but Have that's what ever... everyone tells me. I've been me. on a cruise. Were you on a cruise as a, as a, as a, a child? I was like a middle schooler with my grandma. Uh-huh. It was awesome. Where, how long was the cruise? Probably, I don't know, like six days or something. Yeah. It was great, right? It was so much fun. You've yeah. been on a cruise? I have. I was on a cruise called the Bruise Cruise, and it was like rock music and stuff, and the black lips were on it, and then the one guy threw his guitar off the boat, and it got in trouble because he threw a <laughs> guitar and his bass into international I that. waters. I remember when that happened. Yeah. And then, like, they take, here's a fun, here's a fun factoid, which I don't think I've told anybody, um, they everywhere on a cruise ship you can get your picture taken and then you go buy it later like mm -hmm. in a little folded f paper frame so people are just getting their picture taken all night and day on this thing and then they just don't go buy it and they shred all those pictures once you're off the thing so the boat is uh that we're, we're leaving the boat and that's when you're supposed to go buy the photos on the way out and I'm, i buy the photos of me and my pals and and then I see, like, these pictures that the Black Lips took of themselves in, like, corny, like, 
like 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 Sears type positions of them with like Family pirate, but but it's a boat, so they've got like pirate treasure, and they're wearing like like uh like an old fashioned pirate hat, and I, so I just bought them. I was like, <laughs> yeah, they were gonna shred them, so I bought them. So I maybe have the ultimate black lips collectible. Cruise photos. Came looking the, for those photos. Yeah. I bought them only after I was sure they weren't looking for them. Like they, everybody oh, was because sure? they were off the boat. Okay. I wouldn't have. What do you think? I'm going to snake them on their cruise photos. Somebody said that the uh, a bad guy zero saying the uh, is the impractical jokers cruise sponsored by Axe Body Spray. Uh, that's uh, it. It, it, it's sponsored by the same people that organized Kid Rock's chilling the most cruise for the past mm-hmm. seven years. I think should be sponsored by some ankle bracelet manufacturing <laughs> company like for like parole for like people under house arrest, right? I wonder if what if that was the whole impractical jokers cruise were if they all got like exemptions from their parole officer just like I won't leave the cruise ship. Just like reset my ankle bracelet. If I leave the cruise ship I'm in trouble. Thanks for the call, man. Hey, bro. Welcome to the best show. What's up? Cincinnati WKRP. Yeah. Really? That tops your list. Oh, that's the worst theme. That theme's pretty bad. The one that's like... I saw that purports to be a rock station. Yeah. I'm on WKRP in Cincinnati. Right? That one? <laughs> That's right. But remember that closing credit? That was like the most rocking song ever. It was like, meh, mama, me, mo, 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 Right? You remember. Goodbye. You're bugging me. Best show, you're on the air. Oh, uh, hey, man. How's it going? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. What's up? This is Evan, and I'm from Gainesville, Florida. Oh. Tom Petty country, right? Mud crush. Yeah. yeah. You guys are still Maddie um, left, right? Down there, you're Maddie left. <laughs> this is Leonard Skinner country, right? Yeah, yep. Artemis Pyle. <laughs> Ronnie Van Zant. This guy was 26 and he looked like he was 60. Like he was like, he was in such bad health. Like, and look, I don't, I'm sorry he died in the plane crash. It's super sad. But that dude was moving pretty fast with his, like, he was like, he looked so ill. He wasn't, he was like 26 and he's just like, oh God. Like, like he looked like a 55 year old man. (laughs) Leonard Skinner, Martin, you a fan? Uh, no. No, no. Gail? So I'm from Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say I'm a fan, but I feel mm-hmm. like uh, if you're from Florida, you don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. Just it's just always would, on. You inherit Every, it. Everywhere mm-hmm. you go. What's your name? Imagine being the wife of Ronnie Van Zant, and he's like, oh, Jesus. don't worry. It happens. Just broke your studio. You just knocked the thing off the wall. That's fine. It's happened three times already. It's actually a mark of... Julie Klausner knocked it off the wall, so you're in good company. It sounds like good luck. Yes. So, um, 
Imagine being his wife, and he's like, hey, listen to the fun song I wrote. What's your name, little girl? It's a song about me on the road, just doing coke and, like, meeting other women other than you. That's what you sign up for. (laughs) What's your name, little girl? Oh, and I I don't know their names either. That's the fun. There's a fun, fun detail. I don't know their names. I ask them what their name is after I'm gacked out of my gourd, right? So chin's going. I mean, you understand how it is on the road. On the road. Those those crazy real estate shows. When I saw you guys at Terminal 5 backstage, it was like, yeah, this is super decadent. If the idea of super decadent is people talking about the recording studio schematics for Fleetwood Mac albums just like well for rumors they spaced out the like like did you read that article from producer magazine that got <laughs> from day bob it was but i'm glad that's what it was because it would have been creepy if it's suddenly like you guys are like you play That'd like be pretty weird the music you play you go backstage it's like and then suddenly you go out and you just play super thoughtful melancholy music it's just like that would be just like That'd be sociopathic, right? Yeah, well, you know, we were on our best behavior that night, so. (laughs) Your best behavior. Caller? Yes. What's your deal? Somebody said Chris Gethard's on the Impractical Jokers cruise. Oh, that, I'm, why can't I go on this thing? Well, then I want to go. I want on. I love Chris Gethard. I want on. I do, too. I think I love him a little more than you do. But it's not a race. It feels like it when you say it that way, though. Well, did you go to a Knicks game with him three weeks ago? I did. Okay, so this is so a I think I thing. won that race. Look, it's on, not a competition. Played in his show. Yes, I did. Real? Chris, you played? Okay, you played so the we Fusion all show. Love Chris. Gethard. No, the the old the, 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 the yeah the the, the, the Manhattan Cable yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So we're all fans of Chris Gethard. Equally we are. equal. Yeah, we're all equal. Sure. All equal. Caller? Yes, sir. Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. Let's actually, hear your accent because Gail showed us her accent. Well, it's, I'm actually from I'm from Miami originally. Okay. So, I don't know. That's even a, that's a weirder accent, too, because it, my mom's Cuban, and so there's a, mm-hmm. another layer of accent there. Now, Gail, are you offended if somebody says Miami is Los Angeles minus talent? No. No. No, I'm not offended. You can't offend yeah. me. There's Los a, Angeles <laughs> minus creativity equals Miami. Is that offensive? I've been to Miami. This is pretty accurate. I've been to Miami. I like I I like going to Miami in February. It's fun, right? That'd be the time. It's all right. Go hang out with Dan LeBatard and that sports show he has that is on it. Like, you ever see that show, Caller? Nah. Okay, we're done with you then. <laughs> Best show you're on the air. With hey Tom, this is Jared from Texas. A lot of dudes tonight, man. Dude heavy. Dude heavy. We're running very. This is what I'm going to say, Mike. Okay, I don't. We're not talking to him right now. It's, the game's on. He's in the indisposed. I'm not talking to him while he's indisposed. <laughs> Next week is. 
ladies only could get through. Nice. No calls from guys. What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. Right? We'll think see that would... Uh, balance it out. I'm down. Yeah, switch it up a little yeah. bit. Because these dudes... So look, and this is not a, a thing to you. What's your name again? Jared. Jared. This is not the Jared, right? No, different no. Jared. I've heard the Jared. I like him. You've heard what? I've heard the other one, and he does my name good. He's doing you proud. All the Jareds yeah. out there, right? There's Who's... not a lot of us, and there's one big one that has uh, done a big... It's a bad name. i got to say, Jared might not be a great... You, you might not be doing so good. Yeah. Jared Leto. Jared. No. Jared Fogel. Yeah. Right? Who else? Fogel has a big... He's besmirched us. Well, what's a Jared that's just unqualified uh, greatness? <sighs> there's a dude I knew in high school named Jared who's real nice. Oh, well, there's a dude you knew sure. in high school. Okay, well, that offsets Jared Fogel. One. That, that balances that out karmically, right? He was a pretty right? good dude. Yeah. He was. He, I sat next to him in English. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. We're done. Best show, you're on the air. Uh, hey, Tom. It's Chris calling oh. from the uh, Clown Motel. Oh, my God. I don't know if you know who this guy is. For the last month, there's a thing in there's a thing in Nevada. Uh-huh. It's a it's the scariest motel. It's the scariest place in the country. Basically, it's called the Clown Motel, and it's this clown themed motel. And this guy's been staying there for one month. Yeah. Why again? Why? Just because that's I, that's the as close to a reason as I can give. Because you you're going to write are a you, book about it. Yeah. Though, are right? you recording your your yeah, experiences or what's happening? It's a cry for help. Yeah, it's an extended cry for help. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, but there will be a book. There will be a book. Will you? Will it be written yeah. posthumously, like about you, like because you're clearly going to die at the clown motel? <laughs> I, I leave Thursday morning, so I only have to make it through. Okay. Um, well, I'll say this, Chris. I've been nothing but supportive of you in this. The one thing I will not abide by is that you are going to leave the clown motel before Halloween. I think is. How can you, how can you look yourself in the mirror and say, "I'm writing a book about the horror of this place, but I'm leaving before Halloween"? I feel like I've already experienced like all the horrors. I don't think it's going to get any better or worse on Halloween. Like, if anything, it'll just be really quiet. Now, I don't want to say what you what you're undertaking is is uh, uh, not a good idea, yeah, but. Yeah. I will say that I feel if you checked into the clown motel, day one, you're going to be pretty scared. Day mm-hmm. two, you're not comfortable. A month, you're probably pretty used like to clown motel. Like he's just broken. The clown motel, he's, he is the clown motel yeah. now. They might be creeped out by you there at this point, the guy who stayed for a month. I think they might be, yeah. What's the guy at the front desk's name? Uh, well, there's several people. Uh, Bob is uh, the owner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk with Bob. Are they dressing as clowns, or it's just clown-themed? It's just clown-themed. Uh, but it's so creepy. There's a graveyard behind it. And he goes on walks and, like, sits in the graveyard and stares at clown graves. Bob they... or? No, Chris, okay. this guy. Are there clowns in your room? Like, there? T- yeah, there's two clown portraits on the wall. Statues? 
No, the front office is full of statues, though. Chris? Yeah? You boil it down. 30 days at the Clown Motel. What is the single creepiest moment of your time at the Clown Motel? Um... I'll I'll try to tell the story really quick, but basically there was an RV that uh, parked, showed up at the Clown Motel like two and a half weeks ago, and nobody touched it. And then like a week later, uh-huh. there was a girl in there scrubbing it, and uh, so she comes out at one point, and I talk to her, and I'm like, so how bad does it, is it in there? And she's like, well, it smells terrible, but there's not as much blood as I was expecting. Um and then she gives me this look that, you know, implies, like, you should ask me what I mean by that. So I ask her, and she says, that, oh, somebody shot themselves in it. Um, so she's been hired to uh, to clean out a suicide RV, which is still parked right next to the Clown Motel. I think we need to dig deeper in this case. Yeah. And I think I'm going to take back what I said about you staying till Halloween. Get out of right. there now. <laughs> I am. Run. Chris. I want you to call next week to now you can explain the whole thing in with some retros with some some distance from it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will. He's one of them now. Right. I think. Yeah, I know. He's... People will just be like, "This guy." Like you'll go back to your regular life. It'll be like Hurt Locker. Nobody will want anything to do with you. <laughs> like, and you'll eventually just go back to the clown motel, right? You'll just be in your life. You're just like, I think I'm going back, <laughs> and. That's- what I'm afraid of. You guys can have all my stuff. I'm just going. <laughs> well, get home safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Right, bye. bye. Let's go through the final calls here. And next week is ladies only, Mike. A lady on three. Oh, my goodness. A lady on three. Welcome Hello? to the best show. What's that? Oh, uh, Tom. Oh, a lady. Great. Oh, this guy. Line four. What's up with the Sorry. game? You're, Mike's distracted by the baseball game. Yeah, it's... I, do you want... Can we do a producer swap? What about that? Well, my producer is obsessed with the Mets right now, so... He is? Yes. Yeah. But, like, when I hear him predict things winning, he's, like, got the worst track record ever. Yes. It is true. But I, a lot of people are upset that he's uh, following the Mets right now. Because they gonna, feel he's uh, gonna put the jinx on. He's him. a jinx, yeah. Mike's not a jinx. Mike's is usually right with these things. Oh, he's a little rabbit's foot. That yeah. one. A caller, where are you calling from? Uh, this is Drennan in Bushwick. Drennan, you're in Bushwick. What's going on in yes, Bushwick sir. tonight? Uh, not much. I'm walking back from a bar. You're walking back from a bar. You a little drunk? No, not really. It's okay. I I'm not judging. Be. I'm not judging. Yeah, it's okay. You're a little loose, right? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Okay. What else loose. did you do tonight? You can admit it wasn't just wasn't just alcohol. What else did you do? I, you know, I just had a beer at the bar. Something else, though, right? You can admit no. it. What you do? No, it's okay. No, I can't. Some PCP. I haven't done it. You're just PCP. you're wired on PCP, right? Just go to the local uh-huh. bar, local PCP bar <laughs> in Bushwick. You've been to Bushwick. I've been there. To the yeah. PCP bar? The PCP bar. Did you ever hear about this place, Cokie's, in Brooklyn? It's the most ridiculous thing in history. It was a place called Cokie's, and they just sold cocaine out of it. <laughs> Subtle. 
<laughs> I was like, how was that not shut down in 12 hours? But it was around for years. Cokies. Finally, one day the cops must have been, we have to shut Cokies <laughs> down. This is just ridiculous. We've let it stand for this long. Like, all right, the joke is over. It's time to shut down Cokies. So, Drennan, what can I do for yeah. you, Chief? I, uh, I had a suggestion for the uh, bad theme. What is it? Uh, another HBO show. Are you familiar with Oz? Did you already do Oz? What is the Oz theme? I, 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 if I remember, it was just uh, about a minute and a half of uh, bucket drumming. Bucket drumming. Yeah, you know, you know how like. It's, oh no, I know uh, what bucket drumming is. Okay, okay, okay. How do you think I pay for this studio? You'll see bucket me on the the uh, the G train. People know my legendary bucket drumming, right? Yeah. Except mine are still filled with pickles. Doesn't sound as good. I realize you're supposed to empty the buckets. End up with a lot of pickle juice all over the the subway. People are nuts about me beating the pickle buckets so you better hard. Better off selling those pickles. I I should have sold the pickles. You're right. Why am I? Why did I just not sell the pickles instead of saying like, "Get ready for some pickle bucket drumming." Except it's real dead sounding. And then, oh no, here goes the pickle juice again, all over the platform. Anything yeah, else, Chief? Uh, Oz, duly no, noted, to quote Effie Brown. Best show, you're on the air. Hi there, this is Candace Douglas. How are you? I have not heard from you in a while. What's going on? Yeah, it's been quite a while. It was um, a busy summer here. Mm-hmm. Me and my husband had a lot of potlucks and doing some blogging. Um, and so where, 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 where are you again, Candace? Where in oh, America I'm, are you? I'm in Foxborough, Massachusetts where the Patriots play. Yes. The Cheaters. Right? Um, Gronk. You ever see Gronk get let out of his cage? You ever see that? When the cage rolls up and then they let Gronk out? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that. We don't get the best view of the game from where we are. Well, I'll tell you, the Patriots have this... Most of the players on the Patriots... Are made up. There's the one guy who's like good looking who cheats, right? And then okay. there's this other guy who used to be on the team until he murdered people. He's not there anymore. So the rest of the team it showered with a murderer regularly. So they just okay. regularly showered with a mass murderer. But then there's this other most, but all of those I'm are they're all a little unsafe in my town right now. They're all human. That the one thing they have in common is they're all human, except this guy Gronk. He's it's it's. This gorilla who's trained to play football. He's a gorilla. And the thing is, Rex Ryan tried to get him booted off the thing, but then the ref said there's nothing in the rule book against a gorilla playing football. So he plays every week. Okay. Yeah. And they shaved him. I'm sorry. The condo doesn't, we don't really have a very good view. Okay. Some of our friends use mirrors. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you never meet him uh, on the loose, like his trank. They don't miss him with the trank gun. Um, what's what's going on, Candace? So I had a topic. Oh, I'm sorry. I had 
a song from a show. Mm-hmm. I always enjoyed the theme. I yeah. didn't watch the show. Okay. It's Enterprise, the Star, Star Trek Enterprise yeah. theme. Mm-hmm. Faith of the Heart. The Star Trek Enterprise theme was like, right, that one? It's it's the one that, it's, there's a lot of words to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of words? A Star Trek thing is theme with words? It, I can sing a little bit. I don't want to do. take too much time. Okay, let's hear it. It starts out. It's been a long road, getting from here to there. It's been a long time. But my time is finally here, and I can feel the change in the winter nights. Nothing's in my way, and they're not going to hold me down no more. No, they're not going to hold me down, because I've got faith of the heart. I'm going where my heart will take me. I've got faith to believe I can do Anything I got strength of the soul. I know what is gonna bend or break me. I can reach any star. I've got faith. I've got faith. Faith of the heart. Faith of the heart. Yes. By Star Trek. Right? Yes. 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 Thank you. Yes. Okay. So you recognize that one? I don't. Sorry, I wish I could say I did. Okay. I'm not a big Star Trek fan. I'm going to start really? watching it. I'm not that. so much yeah. either. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Yes. You're very Thank welcome. you, Ken. You have a great night. Good night, you too. Final calls. Final calls. Best show, you're on the air. How's it going? It's going all right. Who's this? This is Benjamin from Philadelphia. What neighborhood in Philadelphia, uh, Benjamin? I'm in. Uh, Sooner, I guess call it, call you sound like a Center City type dude. <laughs> right. No, no, no. I uh, I guess Where? they call it the Eraser Hood. Uh, now, the Eraser Hood. Uh, the Eraser Hood. It's uh. Where the where where Eraser Head is based on. Um, oh. But I'm like right around the block from Union Transfer. If you're okay. familiar with where that well, is. Well, I am because I will be performing there on December 13th. Sharpling and Worcester live in Philadelphia. Union, we're and playing I Union Transfer, there. right? Right? It's yeah. Union Transfer. Yeah, I have my I got ticket. that right. Yeah, it's going to show it's going to be nuts. A couple weeks ago. Good. You did the right thing. People can get tickets yeah. for our shows. We're playing in Boston, Toronto, and Philadelphia. We're closing out 2015 with three shows. Stereo laughs, L-A-F-F-S dot com slash tour. That's where you go to get information on the tickets. And those shows are going to be fun. So what are, what can I do for you there, bro? Uh, well, I have a, a, a TV show theme. Let's hear um, it. Let's hear it. To bring up. Actually, it kind of ties into the song that you played earlier after the uh, Martin Courtney said. The, the theme song from the show Firefly. The show is great. Mm. But the song is like this. It's like this really dumb, fake, like, cowboy song, except it sounds like it's, like, yeah, written stupid. by someone who just doesn't know. That how made me not work. watch that show. I tried because everybody's like, ooh, Firefly, you're going to watch it. And the theme was so stupid. I'm just like, put me in a bad mood. So the theme turns you <clears throat> off completely. The theme, it's because go- it's like a space western thing. Do you ever hear that song, Martin? I've not. Uh, uh, Firefly, no. Do you like science fiction? Um, I, you know. No. no. I mean, yeah, sure, but I, I can't say I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Are you scared of the quickening? Not the quickening. The singularity? 
man becomes machine. Would uh, that scare you? I think it would be scarier if it was called The Quickening. The Quickening is an Art Bell thing where he was like, Those, The Quickening is coming. And he had a book called The Quickening. <laughs> I don't think The Quickening happened yet. It's not that quick. Thanks, buddy. Final two calls. No more. Don't let any more through, Mike. Whatever they say, if they beg, do not let them on. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, it's Captain D from uh, Houston. Just wanted to say it's awesome to hear Gail on the uh, on the air. Mm-hmm. You stand on the topic of uh, uh, songs. What about uh, the I Dream of Genie song? You know, the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. That's kind of yeah. catchy. Yeah, yeah that's a, a good one. song. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks, Captain D. <laughs> Thank you, Captain D. Cappy. Look, I'm not going to be smirch uh, satellite radio. Sour grapes. Anything I say, sour grapes. I pay to do this show. You get paid to do yours. It's a. It's different. We're in sure. different worlds. It's a different world. Fair amount but of yet- truckers <laughs> seem to listen to uh, to satellite radio. Yeah, there's right? a, there's a tr- there's definitely a trucker crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Like calling in. Hey, yeah. what, what's that, up? That's a good impression. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of trot, right? You get well. Uh, you don't. You never lose the, the channel, right? I'd have satellite radio if I drove a tractor trailer. Yeah. What's you gonna do? Listen to audio books? Yeah, all day and it long? gets lonely in there. Yeah. You know. When you listen, to you can't interact tab. with an audio book. Yeah, exactly. Can't call. Some trucker driving around listening to that Elvis Costello audio book. He read that thing, that book. Like his book, he read the audio book for it. I don't think I can listen to him talk for 38 hours about Mighty Like a Rose. Final call, final call. Best show, you're on the air. What's up? Who's this? Alex. From? Uh, I am from Maryland. From Maryland. What's going on in Maryland tonight? I am just listening to the best show. Okay. Wondering uh, what you were planning to do for Halloween. Do you ever do do you have any plans? Oh yeah, I have so many Halloween plans. I'm gonna put my costume on. <laughs> and That's then you. Yeah. That is so you. <laughs> this is your Halloween. You got me. I'm such a Halloween head. <laughs> I'm going to put my costume on, then I'm just going to go running around the neighborhood, scaring people. Um, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to hope, I'm going to hope trick or treaters show up in my house, and then they're not, and I'm going to eat a bowl of candy by myself. That's what I'm going to do. These kids. Some of these, it's so, so, I remember as a kid, I would cover, it felt like miles. It'd just be like, I'll go to any house. You know, they, if they have a door, I'll knock on it. Now these kids, it's like you go, and some years it's like, yeah, I got three kids came this year. I bought two giant bags of candy. In the city, it's weird because the kids, um, they'll go from store to store in mm-hmm. some neighborhoods as opposed to going to homes. Yeah. So the stores mm-hmm. will have the candy. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to mm-hmm. go knock on weirdo stores. Yeah. Now, you are yeah. a new father. I am. I also yeah. have a front door for the first time in many years, so kind of. Wait, what did you have before? Beans? Well, I lived in an apartment building. Okay. So, oh, okay. I so you now might I, live, have, I live in a, a house. But you might have just had like There's... Greg Brady had those beads and yeah. like, <laughs> went in the doorway. Like that was like I don't know why all my stuff keeps getting stolen. My guitars are gone again. Well, you seriously might want to invest in a in an actual door that locks. 
So, what is your uh, daughter going to go as for Halloween? Uh, she's going to be she's going to be a bumblebee. That's nice. she already had a yellow jacket, mm-hmm. so we figured that we're halfway there. That's a perfect. It's classic. Tiny yeah. Kid yeah. Oh yeah, it's very yeah. cute. You're not going to make her wear a uh, dead Kennedy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's next year. Yeah, you like this. So, what are you going to do on Halloween, wise guy? <laughs> uh, actually, I big popular thing around here is uh, trunk or treats. We're a bunch of cars. I work at a church and a school, and a bunch of cars they park in the parking lot, and they have you know decorate trunks and serve candy out of them. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing that. Well, that sounds awesome. Because what a better way to not be accountable for the thing you give people, right? <laughs> I'm going to give you something you're going to eat, but you don't even know which house I'm at anymore because I drove away. Well, I think the thing that's most interesting about Trunk or Treat, was it, Uh, is that you are telling children to do the exact opposite of what you have told them their entire lives, (laughs) which is take candy from strangers from from their cars. Yeah, and now now, one one day, day you can. There's one day where it's exactly the thing you're supposed to do. Every other day, don't do it. <laughs> but, the goal um, is everybody doing it is a member, and all the kids know them. Yeah, no, but be, I'm not even doing candy. I make balloon animals, so I'm getting balloon animals out. Oh. What's your name again? <laughs> Alex. Alex? Huh? Be honest with me, Alex. All right. This is your Halloween. You do a little trunk or treat action. Your balloon animals, right? Then yeah. you're just like, oh, I think I'm going to stretch my legs, right? <laughs> d- 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 turning a little dark out, right? You're walking around amongst the trick-or-treaters, the trunk-or-treaters. Then you see a house, a window. Huh. Right? You see people, <laughs> and you can't help it. You just got to look in that window, right? You just can't help it, well, can I, you? The, there's no real, like, sidewalks around here. I don't want to mm-hmm. – the only, like, the road next to me has no sidewalk, and it's – yeah, so right People now you, your enemy time. is your enemy is an unraked lawn is your enemy, right? <laughs> the crunch is is the is the bane of your existence, the crunch of a leaf. Right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. You I see a nice to work. You, you see a guy with uh with like with a landscaper's leaf blowing that yard, you're just like, well, I'm going to be looking in your window later tonight. <laughs> right? You pull oh, up with your balloon animal. I mean... You're making balloon animals <laughs> while looking in the window. Look, and I'm not judging you. It's I. It, if anybody, you seem like you're a cool dude. Anybody else making balloon animals out of their car? That's a little <laughs> creepy. I'm sure you make. I'm sure you wear it well, and it's not at all creepy when you do it. But if I told you about a guy who did that, you'd be like, uh oh. <laughs> You'd be like, well, I hope that guy, I hope they put an end to that guy. But that guy's you. You're the one making balloon animals out of your car. I've never, never pulled back from my actions and really looked at it. Oh, God, what have I become? (laughs) As you're You're bringing a lot of things to light right now. What do you want me to make, a salamander? Right? Breaking this guy's spirit right now. He's going to wind up in an RV outside the clown motel how can you handle the squeak of those balloons though this balloon yeah, rubbing against uh, balloon that make your skin crawl 
Mm-hmm. Feels like you're gonna have a heart That's attack. A the sound of that is actually terrifying to yeah. me. You hate sounds like that, Martin. I hate a lot of sounds. That one doesn't bug me. That also strikes me as probably something that if you're the one doing it, yeah. Then you're just like, ooh, it's the sound of my yeah, craft. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, I have I have a couple things like that. Mm-hmm. The sound of styrofoam. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I know this is not going to be mm-hmm. favorable to you. But it makes it hard for me. You're not going to do that Sopranos thing again, are you? <laughs> no, it's You're not, not that. You're not going to go. You're going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, um, no, okay. I cannot watch the sport of basketball because you can't handle the dribbling sound. No, the squeak of the sneakers. The sneaker squeak. Yeah. To me, that means they're they're trying to win. That's what I hear from yeah. basketball fans, but it's very hard for me to. Uh, to enjoy a game. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I can't stand the sound of the in movies when they when they make the sound of eating too loud. And you hear like the the sound of a fork coming off someone's teeth in a movie. And it's like oh, yeah. shink, like that sound. It never sounds like that. Um, but it, in movies, apparently everybody's rubbing their their teeth uh, against their 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 silverware. Yeah. I don't eat like that. Kissing what, is really loud in what movies, you? Can too. You, you use your lips when you eat anymore? Nobody uses their lips to mask. They just like, <laughs> who are they, baring their fangs like like a maybe dog? It seems, maybe it seems more real. Like, yeah. It's like that He's, person's really eating. I hear yeah. There's a Foley artist <laughs> yeah. who just specializes yeah. in. Back it up, Foley artist. You're going a little too intense with that shink anytime somebody takes a fork out of their mouth. <laughs> Ooh, it's an eating yeah. scene. <laughs> Can't wait. Here we go. This is my bread and yeah, butter right here. Exactly. This is what pays the bills. It's silverware out of the mouth time. Here we go. Caller, Alex. Yeah. Be safe out there with your balloon animals. Have a very safe have a very safe trunk or treat. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. My friends. It is time for the best show to end. I want to tell you about one thing though. Prove it all night. Pat Burney. Pat Burn was the uh was a champ tonight. He set all the stuff up for for uh, Martin Courtney's band to come in and play. Thank you for that. Thank Pat. you, Pat. Thanks, Pat. Pat also does a show on WFMU called Prove It All Night, but it's not called Prove It All Night this Saturday. It's called Prove It All Fright because this Saturday, 9 p.m. to midnight, he is going to do his show live at the WFMU uh, performance space. John Early, Marilee Houlihan, who I like a lot, and Vic Ruggiero will be there. You can get more information at WFMU.org, and uh, Pat is on Twitter, and you can get information there. What are you, 1-800-PAT-BURN? 1-800-PAT-BURN on Twitter. Martin Courtney, your album comes out this Friday, Many Moons on Domino. It's a great album. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming down and playing. It was so awesome to hear the songs, and uh, I, I can't be... Uh, more of a fan of what you do. Likewise. Gail Bennington, every weekday. Well, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Who? What? Wait, that's me? Oh, I don't like that guy. I thought we were just addressing each no, other. No, we're not. Um, every weekday at noon to three. Noon to three. Yes. Noon to three. Bennington on Sirius XM, Raw Dog. 99. 99. And, uh, People can find you where? You keep a relatively low profile on, but you're on you can, Twitter. I am on Twitter. It's at Gail Ann, triple A double N. True. It's not good for radio to G-A-I-L explain. G A I L 
Triple A double N. A A A N N. Correct. Okay. That's me. That's Thanks. where you can find me. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks this for coming, was, Dan. This was a guess. I and I hope it. that you'll come back and do Bennington sure, again, please. I will. You should bring Mike on. Yeah. Right? Please. I would love to have you both. Would you do it, Mike? Well, not both, Mike. Not both of us. Oh. If I'm going to go there, I want to want to do it. Because <laughs> he's going to steal the thunder. He's going to steal my thunder make me look bad again. He's always showing me up. And you should hear what he says about you when you're not. Oh, I, oh, I hear it. All I hear is about what he says about me. And you know what he says? The nicest things you've ever heard. Right, Mike? <laughs> yes. So lifeless. He's just mad because the Mets just lost. They, they're down, though, right? Yeah. Twelfth inning. That's bad for the Mets. Royals are the comeback kids, Mike. You know that. Mets are going to eat it. Mets are going to get swept. And then Met fans, when they get swept, you know what they're going to say? Eh, we had it coming. We had a good run. My friends, the best show is over. Next week is ladies only. No more dudes. Sick of dudes. One dude after the next driving me up the wall. Can't do it anymore. We will listen to the voices of ladies and ladies only calling. And right now, we're going to listen to Destroyer, their song from the Five Spanish Songs album uh, EP uh, Dan Behar put out a couple years ago. It's called Bye Bye. And I'm going to say bye bye as I'm playing the song. Let's listen to this. We'll talk to you next week. One, two, three, four.